The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Two one two one two one two to get off my lawn. Podcast is back in full effect. This your boy Jay, aka JC, aka Jay Caesar, aka Law T, aka the Hip Hop Taliban. That's where you can find me on Twitter at Hip Hop Taliban. And I'm joined by the usual suspects. I got my man down south. Always in a state of rage. The professor, AB, what's up? What's happening, man? The good people can catch me at ABJRPHD on Twitter. I'm Monica's husband, Ladybug and Doodle Bug's daddy, the professor, and it's almost time to go back to work. There you go. There you go. And <clears throat> I would be remiss if I didn't introduce my man who's been. He's been salivating ever since the day after the last podcast dropped. He was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. When's the next one? When's the next one? I got something for you. My man, Black Cloud, Dre Cole, what's up? Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> At Andre Cole, all over, the, all over the globe, all over the universe. And I got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Woo! Well, 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 well. For all those who may not remember, if you listen to the last episode, we had a robust discussion on 
the n-word and hip-hop and hip-hop hypocrisy and lots of different things as we got to the tail end of that discussion Jay-Z came up now mind you this the last episode of the podcast dropped like the day before a few days before uh, his album came out so we were having our usual sort of Jay-Z discussions and I was giving my usual Jay-Z opinions and the professor and uh, Black Cloud were firing back and I'm going to play a little snippet just to give you a little uh, sample, a little taste of where the discussion left off before we pick it back up here. So let me drop this down a little bit. Go back over here and let's see what we got. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. That's great for her. As for Jay-Z, as for Ice Cube, like, I don't give you a pass when you flood the market with bullshit and then you decide to sort of change your tone here and there. But then when you put out a new project, you've still got elements of the same bullshit. Ice Cube is not eating off a record. Jay-Z is not eating off a record. So I hope this new album that comes out, I hope it's introspective. I hope it's a different Jay-Z than we've seen and heard because if I turn it on and the first three songs he's talking about his expensive ass watch that I can't even pronounce <laughs> I'm gonna come back and find Dre and I, I know rewind the last discussion we had after Watch the Throne I know I can't take it I can't stand it you don't have to do this that's what's infuriating at the beginning, I get it. You need this money. You need it to work. You got to say what you got to say. I get it. But you're not. You're in a position. Like you said, you're throwing dinners for the Obamas, Hillary Clinton. Come on, man. Come on, man. Please. Oh, so you went back to the to the ESPN brothers. Come oh. on, man. It's just, again, I just see it. It's just so powerful. I know the impact and influence that these songs had. And the music and the culture had on me when I was coming up. And it was there was two live crew. There was NWA, Ghetto Boys. There was Public Enemy, et cetera, et cetera. But it was so influential. So much uh-huh. was being taught and told. And again, if you don't know any better, you're not going to say any better. You know, Future and Young Thug, they don't know shit. So how can they say shit? Daddy-O Indeed. knew some things. Chuck D knew some things and put it out there and it I mean it just impacted me on such a level that when I hear people just acting like hip hop is some disposable let me shake my ass bullshit that has no weight and authority and influence it just infuriates me and I know we had booty songs and all that back then but booty butt cheeks <laughs> booty butt cheeks but we booty also butt cheeks heal up wheel up bring it back come rewind and you get the gist of where I was and 
as that discussion wound down, uh, we sort of left it with, well, we'll see. We'll see when uh, Dre's album drops. Or Dre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Dre's album. <laughs> All I'm saying is you were, you were sitting by the window. You had lit a candle. You were waiting. You were hoping, as you said, you were hoping that Jay-Z rolled up and raised his pro-black fist in the air and said something introspective. Well, and what did you get? Wow. I got to give credit where credit is due. I got to give what? absolute credit. I've been criticizing this dude hard. It's snow in hell. I mean, hard for years because I've made the argument that he was pandering, that he wasn't fulfilling the potential of his lyricism, his artistry. And when I, I, I downloaded the album and I figured, you know, all right, I'm going to have to listen to it. And I got to say, this is, hmm, it's definitely my favorite Jay-Z album. It, it passes reasonable doubt for a number of reasons, but this is outstanding. Well, this, is, this is art. This is art. There was no, that I came across, there was no pandering to the marketplace. There was art. And he and even though he didn't he didn't really lose any of the the aspects and element that make him Jay-Z, the braggadocio, all that stuff. But there was substance this time. Substance. I'm shocked. I was shocked and chagrined. <laughs> and <laughs> this is hilarious. And I knew once I hard. heard it, I knew once I heard it. Oh man, I was just, all I was thinking was Is it Drake? Is it Drake? That's what they say every single motherfucking day. Cause I knew I was gonna have to face the wrath of the black cloud raining and storming down all on my head. Lightning and thunder strike Cue, the wabbit. <laughs> Cue thunder roll sounds. I mean, I can't, I can't front. And if I, if I love the album this much, I mean, I can only imagine what Drake, tell me, tell me what you heard, your first thoughts and impressions when you first heard 444. All right. So let, let me run it down real, really quickly. Yeah. When, when the day before it dropped, or the like, it was like the night. It dropped like midnight or whatever, or right before. <laughs> At eleven fifty nine, you got your finger on the mouse about to click on iTunes or no, title. I, no, I, no, 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 title. Sprint. I, yeah, I have just Sprint. That's right, I'm title. Oh. But I, I know a bunch of people who were at listening parties that night, waiting. They're like at these events, waiting to hit an album. And so, like little bits of information were coming out, and they were like, you know, oh, there are ten tracks. So I was like, okay. And I was like, and the first thing I thought when I heard 10 tracks, I was like, 10 tracks is classic album era. Yeah. That's that you, 10, a, a 10 track album is a focused album. Like, that means there's 
no almost filler. no room for filler. And then the track lengths came out. So they had like every that number one was this long, number two was this long. And all the song lengths were pretty short. And I was like, oh, this means that there's probably no features on the album. Nobody else is rapping on this album if these songs are like two and a half and three minutes long. I was like, this is like two and three verses of J every album. I was like, that means even more focus. And then somebody I know in industry hit me on the side and was like, no features. And I was like, uh-oh, this album could really be good. So I was worried because I wasn't sure if um, when the album came out, I was in I was in DC and about to go to the National Museum of African American History and Culture. And so the album comes out that night. I'm in the bed, hotel room, and I listen to the album. And the first song hits. And I was like, holy shit. Like he started. And one thing I want to say about the album is that stuff, everything on this album, well, a lot of the stuff on the album, he's talked about before on different albums. Except for the Beyonce cheating thing, which, you know, that was all new news for everybody. But like a lot of stuff that he talked about on Kill Jay-Z, he talked about before. And it's kind of like him, like kind of going through his history of, all right, remember I talked about this and this is why this was wrong when I talked about it. And so, you know, it was an introspective album. I was happy that it was so focused. I was happy that No ID produced the entire album because it gave it a, it gave it a whole co- cohesive, it felt like a cohesive piece of art. Now, is this the and same I'm, No ID from back in the Common Sense days out yep, of Chicago? Same, yep, okay. Same No ID. Yep. Who has come up in the industry. Yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's come he's up in the industry. Big time in the industry. Yeah, I believe he runs <laughs> Capital Urban Music, I think. Oh. I asked No for his ID, and the judge thought there was two of me. Yeah, huh. exactly. Beats by Dion. Wow. So yeah, that's how, that's how I felt. 444, you know. And then, you know, that video, I think that video came out the same night or the next night. For the story of OJ, mm. and that, I mean, that you know, that actually took my breath away. Well, and to and to add on to what what Dre is saying, the first um, he just casually dropped in there that he went to the Black History Museum, which is like the hottest ticket <laughs> in the district. Like you can't just roll up on there and talk about yeah, um, is it a slow day? Like, oh. It is the hottest ticket in the district. You can't do the museum in one day. It's just too much. So yeah, I like how can. he just casually dropped that in there. <laughs> you know, like, so what, you were chilling with Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser, too? You know, they went on your tour. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was hanging out with Barack and Michelle. They didn't really have anything to do. So we, we just rolled over to the museum. And, and I listened to the Jay-Z album on the way. And Barack was really feeling it. Like, that's what Black Clyde just did to us. <laughs> No, that's what Black Lives just did us. But to continue the point about breaking down the album, right? It's a it's a throwback album in this sense. It was sample heavy. Yeah. And you don't get a lot of that nowadays in part because if you want to sample some classics like he did, you have to pay. Yeah. And you gotta pay up front, right? But he has the wealth to be able to do that. And so when you look at a, a track like the the title track or 
you look at a track like um the story of oj which is like a lot of people has a lot of people really buzzing especially with um you know oj making parole mm. the nina simone sample you know skillfully using four women to have yeah. this like you know like sometimes the beat needs to be slow and heavy so you can focus in on what the artist is saying and this was definitely one of those tracks and so you know the whole album really man it's, it's sample heavy there's a single vision in terms of the production there's a single vision in terms of the artist and you know james you mentioned that this was by far your favorite work by jay since reasonable doubt reasonable doubt is a type of album you make when you're 27 and you're trying to make your way into the industry and you're talking about your life up to that point 444 is the type of album that you make when you're a 47 year old grown man married with now three children and you're sort of looking back on what you've done um the successes but also the missed opportunities and the failures and you're being honest with yourself about what you did yeah <clears throat> i will tell you this because what we're going to do thanks to the relative brevity of the album is we're going to go through track by track but for anybody the way i knew i was in trouble i knew i was in trouble <laughs> when i heard it and i was like yeah i can't even front i can't front on this this is what i've been asking for for years now and he he came with it but then i and i knew i was gonna have to face the music with drake because i knew if i liked it i knew drake his head might have exploded then i go to instagram and I'm flipping through the feed, and then I come across uh, Andre Cole, and there's a uh, picture of him. <laughs> it's like he's laying on a cloud with his eyes closed, <laughs> with his phone and his headphones in, listening. And you see the Jay Z album up on his phone, and I think the caption is "Now I can die" or something. <laughs> no, no, not now I can die. <laughs> the circle see, is complete. Even, even- even when he's acknowledging that he's taking an L, he has to try to he has to try to fight it. He has to he has to he has to he has to shoot a couple of shots. That's right. I got I have a couple for you. Yeah, JC, I got a couple for you. But they actually that shot actually that picture was taken in that hotel room. My wife took that picture mm. um, in the hotel. I was like laid out and listening to the J album, and she was like, "Look at you, looking like a baby," and she. I was like, I saw a laugh and I closed my eyes. He took the picture. Oh, <laughs> the most content black man on the planet. <laughs> but see, you see, you see, AV, see how you see how you try to shoot the <laughs> shots. But, but it's like, it's like he's channeling his inner 50. He has to be the hip hop troll. Because, you, know, like, you know, 50, 50 was like, yeah, this is the kind of album where I felt like I needed a sweater tied around my waist with some um, golf clubs, with some golf clubs and, you know, a tie and a jacket. He's like, this, this feels like this is too smart. It's too intellectual. Yeah. Like, Yo, um, it's not like he was sitting down and cut a studio album with like, you know, Henry Louis Gates Jr. or Angela Davis, man. He, right. he talked about what he'd gone through and he owned things that he'd done and tried to offer listeners some, some insight into, you know, one, not making the same mistakes that he'd made and two, trying to come up. Now, I don't have a million dollars to invest in artwork, but, you know, that's beside the point, right? Um, And so, 
you know, 50 really went at him like, this is too cerebral for the hip hop audience. And, you know, you need to just leave this to the young people. Like, you know, you, Joe Budden, you know, you have to leave this to Migos and all these other young guys that are coming up. And that's been the constant criticism that I've had of hip hop. Like, hip hop doesn't allow its greats to grow old and make music about where they are in that moment. You know, no one's going to tell the Rolling Stones to stop playing. No one's right. going to tell Aerosmith to stop playing. Yeah. But with hip hop, we don't allow our creatives to continue to create beyond a certain point. It's like Logan's run. You turn 30, that red light starts flashing and it's time <laughs> for you to go. <laughs> Yo. But he did it. He, But see, that's the thing. He did it and I don't pay attention to the charts or anything, but I'm presuming this had to be just a monstrous hit right he always charts but this album got critical acclaim right you know he he anything he does is going to zoom to the top of the charts because of his stature in the industry right and people are just listening but you look at some of those other projects, he's going through the motions. It's like product placement in the film. You know, right. people talk about Tom Ford, who had no idea who Tom Ford was before Tom Ford. And it was right. just, you know, peddling, peddling wares. Right. And talking about, talking about, you know, a certain level of, of consumerism, right? And, and it was weak. Yeah. But people still gobbled it up in the hope that they get some of that clever artwork, right? You know, some of that clever wordplay. This is different because yeah. it charted, but then even the harshest of critics are like, "Yo, um, he just dropped the jewel." Yeah, but but see, that's the thing is hopefully this sends a signal or a message that there is an audience that you don't have to pander. So if Nas drops something, Jay Z raised your bar. Like the Nas bar isn't the Migos bar the Nas bar is now up there Jay raised it he raised it way 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 up and honestly I don't know if Nas is at a point where he can reach that but we'll see but hopefully some of these older hip hop heads take note make art I'm, well here's the one that gets me right like like um, Rakim who's only like a year and a half older than Jay Z said about this album this is the kind of album that a 47 year old man should make yeah so now he needs to get in the studio but let's see we've been talking about it a little bit first impressions so now again thanks to the brevity of this thing we're gonna go through song by song just kind of give our thoughts and impressions um on this piece of art so start off with kill jay-z which i really was thinking i was gonna have to do till he dropped this gym <laughs> kill jay-z they'll never love you you'll never be enough let's just keep it real jay-z fuck jay-z i mean you shot your own brother how could we know if we can trust jay-z and you know better nigga i know you do you gotta do better, boy, you owe it the blue You had no father, you had the armor But you got a daughter, gotta get softer Die, Jay-Z 
This ain't back in the days You don't need an alibi, Jay-Z Cry, Jay-Z We know the pain is real But you can't heal what you never revealed What's up, Jay-Z? You know you owe the truth to all the youth that fell in love with Jay-Z You got people you love, you sold drugs to You got high on life, that shit drugged you You walking around like you invincible You dropped out of school, you lost your principles I know people backstab you, I felt that too But this fuck everybody attitude ain't natural But you ain't the same, this ain't kumbaya But you got hurt cause you did kumbaya You gave him 20 million without blinking He gave you 20 minutes on stage, fuck was he thinking? Fuck wrong with everybody is what you're saying But if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane Crazy how life works You got a knot in your chest Imagine how a knife hurts You stabbed un over some records Your excuse was he was talking too reckless Let go your ego over your right shoulder Your left is saying finish your breakfast You excellent, uh Knowing all along all you had to say you was wrong You almost went Eric Benet Let the baddest girl in the world get away I don't even know what else to say Nigga, never go Eric Benet I don't even know what you would've done In the future of the niggas playing football with your son You would've lost it 13 bottles of Ace of Spade would've did the ball spin Nah, Jay-Z Bye, Jay-Z Kill Jay-Z. Never go Eric Benet. Yeah. Dude. Eric, Eric Benet's like, what'd I do? <laughs> so so he bodied a couple of people on that track, right? But yeah. first and foremost, you can't have that be the first track and then slip back into, you know, your usual flow, right? So that was the first sign to sort of alert the listeners that this was going to be different. And yeah. this is really him saying, for Sean Carter to live and be the man that he has to be, Jay-Z must die. Yeah. To be and, real. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and so that's like, that's some next level thought right there, right? Um, and then just for jokes, you know, Future was somewhere like, yo, um, I thought we were cool. We did a song together. We had on suits and everything. DJ Khaled was there. We were the best. <laughs> 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 in the future somebody else playing football with your son oh. and you know it's like you know future up there talking about Jumpman with Drake meanwhile Russ introducing Lil Future to Jordan oh. yeah <laughs> so man um, wow dudes are sitting on the sideline like bro um, Jay what that got to do with me though <laughs> and his Kanye because I don't I haven't paid attention his Kanye uh 
responded or does he just realize he needs to keep quiet on this? No, well, he hasn't responded, but I did hear on the Joe Budden podcast actually. Mal, who's on Mal, who's on the Joe Budden podcast, said that he was in a conversation with Ye, and Ye is going to respond to Jay, which I don't think he should do. No, I don't. He's, he's, he's responding out of anger, right? Yeah, he's going to be but, responding out of anger and pain. But you know, but, truth hurts, right? But Jay's rhyme is a response to him. Yeah, saying what he said on the stage. So it's not like. Is we gonna respond on a response, and we know what his initial, what Ye's initial beef was. Oh, you didn't call me when the whole Paris thing or whatever happened, which Jay talks about on another record too, on a slick way too. And I will get to that. Damn, but man, people need to leave Jay alone. Don't they know you don't want to be the next contestant on that Summer Jam screen? Well, <laughs> rest well, in peace. Rest, rest in peace, brothers. The. <laughs> The line, this fuck everybody attitude ain't natural. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, when I heard this song, I was like, wait a minute. Just like Adolphus said, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Huh. Really, this song this song sounds like it was written by your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was written, by, written from your <laughs> thoughts. I'll tell you, like, after I heard this, I was looking at the album like, remember in the Matrix when uh, Morpheus was teaching Neo uh, when they were having their their first fight, and he said, "You think that's air you're breathing?" Hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. hmm. yes. Right. I looked at that. I looked at track number one. I said, hmm. <laughs> "Damn! All right." And then you get the crackle and the thunder in the Morpheus voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> free your mind Neo and now let's see this is the one that's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of run a lot of play story of OJ let's see Wish I could take it back to the beginning I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo For like two million That same building today is worth 25 million 
Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. Light nigga, dog nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga. You wanna know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? That's how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. I can't wait to get this shit to my children. Y'all think it's bougie, I'm like, it's fine, but I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for 999. I turn a two to a four, four to an eight. I turn my life into a nice first week release date. Mm. Y'all is still taking advances, huh? Me and my niggas taking real chances, uh You on the gram, holding money to your ear There's a disconnect, we don't pull that money over here, yeah Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga Nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, cold nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga. Wow. Hey, who are you? I wish that that song had come out sooner before we had the discussion on the last podcast where we we were talking about the use of the word nigga in certain contexts. Are you throwing it out there, you know, just because it's an easy word to rhyme? Or are you throwing it out there because you have some particular use case some message that you're trying to convey and this is a perfect example of that i mean <laughs> now i haven't seen the video with oh man yeah the imagery in the video is stunning you really? have to see the video okay because the video uses the sambo it's like sambo cartoons oh okay so and it's all brand new you have to see it because all like it's like a like it starts out it's like J-Bo like it's like a Jay-Z Sambo version I mean and, and it, it oh, go ahead Bob. no no go, no go. and it sort of brings up a lot of the really nasty anti-black criticisms that have been brought up of him right yeah you know because we're still in this age even in 2017 when people denigrate distinctly African features like broad noses and big lips and he creates you know in the video they create this character who's a caricature of all of those things yeah mm. yeah it's it's and it has like you know the slaves picking the cotton it has the woman that you know the mammy washing the washboard the 
you know the the old juke joint stuff it like you know it has like a you know symbolism symbolism for all you know the light nigga the dark nigga the faux nigga like it you know it's they did a really good job with them you know mark romantic did the video with this place called the mill who actually um i think i worked with them like once but they did a really good job of like just bringing that like minstrel era sambo look to it and you know he's going along rhyming and it is it's incredible it's reminiscent of this old video that i sometimes show students in my african-american studies class to give them a sense of how anti-black imageries and ideas were taken mainstream and it's called like you know mama scrubby and a boogie and you see the sambo the piccaninny the jazabel the lazy yeah. shiftless good for nothing black folk right in a town called lazy town you know, one of the biggest lies told about our people is that we're lazy and we became lazy right. the moment we stopped working for free. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and so the imagery in the video for the story of OJ strikes that same tone. But at the same time, um, you know, there's a lot to unpack with the song separate yeah. from the video. Yeah. So I think we need to we need to do justice to that and start unpacking some of the stuff on the song, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there's been some um, some blowback for some of the lyrics on this song. Can we jump right into that? Yeah. Because I, it's the, the the line is the you ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America, and right. that's how they did it. And here's the thing: as an artist. Jay is saying, well, at this at this point, this is what this is my interpretation. Jay is saying, this is our perception. People in the black neighborhood, you live in a neighborhood, you you rent in a build, you're renting in an apartment in a building owned by a Jewish person. And you're saying, how do they own this building in this neighborhood when they just recently went through their Holocaust? And so the next line to say after he says, This is how they did it. I, I always thought that those next few lines were lines from the perspective of a Jewish person who says, financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. Right. And it's like, you can, it's a double entendre. It's like, this is how Jewish people decided, listen, this is how we have to, we have to going through this horrible Holocaust. This is, this is how, this is the only way we have to circulate our dollar and our community you know what's the number like 12 times before it leaves and so yeah. i understand i understand there's this stereotype of jewish people owning more or controlling financial institutions and like this is the, the stereotype of them yeah and this is one of those I, areas yeah, where you have to tread carefully because right you know adl don't play and the part about making art is like, you know, Rick Rubin, I saw a piece um, that one of our fellow Syracuse alums posted about Rick Rubin's personal transformation. His dude lost like a hundred pounds and he was just kind of yeah. dropping jewels and giving life advice. And one of them, when it came to being a creative was to do things that are risky, right? To do things that are extreme, because if it's 
ordinary or if it just hits the mark for average in that moment, what's the point of doing it if people are simply going to say, yeah, that's pretty good? It's like you want people to either love it or hate it. You know, you don't want it in between. That You have to take risks. And I think the interpretation put forward by Dre is the right one. But intent is not always correctly received. Right. If anything, he's giving dap like, yo, these were missed opportunities. He said, I right. could have had a house in Dumbo before it was Dumbo. Right. Two million dollars. Now it's worth 25. Right. And so he's lamenting a missed opportunity had he not followed what he thinks the playbook is for Jewish folk in America, or at least for that class of Jewish folk who've become right. property owners and things of that sort. So in <clears throat> people have received it as being anti-Semitic, when in many ways it seems like he's, you know, tipping the cap like, dang, man, if I were thinking like some of you, I could have gotten into Dumbo before it was Dumbo. I could have done a lot of things, but that wasn't my mentality at the time. So let me open up and put people up on game. This is right. how we get to the next level. And this is where he's talking about, you know, black power is black capitalism. Which yeah. is also open to critique. If, the, if black people can be liberated through capitalism, when capitalism has played such a role in people's subjugation. See, I took... What I liked is him talking to and schooling or attempting to school, but speaking directly to this new class of young, rich, ignorant ass rappers. Correct. Right. The whole thing. And like, they're, not I didn't, they're not listening. Yeah, they're not listening, but he said it. Like whether they listen yeah. to it now, whether they hear it, you know. We all have children. You know, we can, we repeat some of the same things to them, lessons we're trying to teach. And eventually, you know, one way, they're going to learn the easy way or the hard way. But at some point, it sinks in. But that's his job as an elder in hip hop is to speak to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether they accept it or don't accept it. I think it's like that Kanye thing. They hear it. They recognize themselves in what he's saying. They're probably embarrassed and they strike back uh, in rage. Oh, you've yeah. seen it already, man, with people like Drake holding money to their ear like, we can't hear you. And I'm like, fool, you're you're responding by playing into exactly what he was criticizing in the first place. <laughs> right. You right. know, right. we're flashing wealth, but we're not spending wisely. Right. We're not putting our money into things that are going to grow our money. We're yeah. burning through money as if we'll always have this level of income. And that's not necessarily the case. He's talking about building multi-generational wealth. Now, mind you, we don't all have the startup money that he had able to get the money the way he did. Right. There's a lot right. to unpack here. This is a guy right. who's come up was about pumping drugs in the community. Yes. And when I think about the cats that I came up with who some of them went that route, here's the heartbreak of it all. You might be selling to your homeboy's moms yeah. or his uncle or his dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that destabilized and destroyed communities in so many different ways, right? Yeah. And he took that blood money. And then put it into something that became something different, right? 
So we don't all have that kind of startup money to follow the Jay-Z 12-step program to financial liberation. <laughs> and we do need to be critical of that, right? But, you know, at the same time, that's who he was. That's not who he is anymore. And for the, the guys that are in the hip-hop game, yeah, I'm with you, Jay. Um, don't let your bruised ego and hurt feelings prevent you from getting a lesson. Right. Yeah. And don't and, make the mistakes he made. He's telling you what he did wrong and what he right. regrets. Right. Right. He's, he's 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 he goes back and says, you know, he bought every V12, you know, engine like he's saying, this is what I this is where I, this is where I messed up. This is where I messed up. Dude, this is what you should be doing. And it's, it's like it's a direct shot. I think it's a shot. It's direct advice to the people he knows that has the money. Like these guys, he's like, yo, don't flash it that way. Do this instead. Like I did that. Don't do don't do what I did. And you know they they're like oh they they's gonna post on Instagram anyway look at my money in my head it's like you're an idiot like do you get the lesson that he was trying to tell you like this is what I'm saying don't don't do that like it's, it's not worth it and this is the problem with young money right um, if yeah. it's music if it's athletics if it's entertainment for most Americans you're not going to reach your peak earning years until you're in your 30s or 40s mm-hmm. whereas with young money that comes from entertainment or athletics. You're in your peak earning years in your early to mid 20s when you might know squat about the world. Right. And financial literacy is something that can be handed down from one generation to the next. And if you're coming for people, you know, like Miko said, you know, we ain't never had no old money. We got some new money. Yeah. Old money socializes the rising generation on how to manage money if they want it to stay right because you know the old joke was first generation makes it second generation spends it third generation is broke hmm. if you don't want to see that happen you have to school the rising generation on how to manage money and that's what he's people doing. in the hip-hop industry people in athletics they didn't get those lessons man this is the espn 30 for 30 on broke and why so many former professional athletes go broke after retirement bad investments bad relationships too many children by people who, to whom they are not married and the financial responsibility that goes along with that and you know jay is saying reflectively like listen man here's how it goes down don't be a victim right and don't let your ego victimize yourself like you said i'm giving you a million dollars worth of game for 9.99 <laughs> right and it's there was some interview i was watching you know how you end up clicking around and there was some interview with the uh whatever that morning hip-hop crew is in new york and uh some one of these new rappers from the south he came in to do his interview and he was in there with whoever his manager was and during the interview he pulls out a backpack and a money machine and he's just putting during the interview he's just putting money in the money machine and flipping it through and then tying it up and it was just so ignorant. But again, what does he know? You know, he never right. had money. Now he's got money. Exactly. But now Jay-Z's telling you. And I mean, these these are the kind of lessons that the elders should be teaching. I, I think back to um, Ice Cube on, on Death Certificate when he, he had a line about 
you got rich when you started slinging dope, but you ain't built us a supermarket so we can spend our money with the blacks. Too busy yeah. buying gold and Cadillacs. And uh, iced tea, similar lessons. And, you know, you know they heard it because you see them responding on Instagram with the money up to their ears, which is so ignorant. But, you know, hopefully it sinks in, but I put it like this. Jay did his job. His job is to tell you. Now, whether you take that that knowledge and you improve upon it, hey, that's up to you. But that's... Whew. Jay-Z coming through. Better late than never. All right, next up. <laughs> Another shot. <laughs> Pow! Smile, featuring Gloria Carter. Good morning, evening, friends. Smile, you recording? Slamming Bentley doors like we invented doors. Twenty years ago, we drove Bentley and saws for drinking Crystal in. Yeah. Kept a tray on me like Chris Paulin Drinking they spade like it's codeine now Trying to put a million on the whole team now Push through the pain so we can see new life So all the ladies having babies see a sacrifice Mama had four kids but she's a lesbian Had to pretend so long that she's a despian Had to hide in the closet so she medicate Society shame and the pain was too much to take Cry tears of joy when you fell in love Don't matter to me if it's a him or her I just want to see you smile through all the hate Maria Antoinette, baby, let her meet Kate. Bad times turn to good memories. Smile. Even when I'm gone and you remember me. Smile. Good times never fade away. Smile. Even if I'm not with you here today. Smile. Good morning, Smile. Give your friendly your Far my name did not get called. Bet before I go, I put a billion on the board. Hall of Fame, hope I did it all without a pen. Y'all knew that was coming, I had to remind y'all again, huh? Flying paper planes through the projects. Now the whole project's on my check. Now you see the real in the front row. And every one of y'all televised shows. Super facts. Niggas switch side, traded pride, we don't do all that. A loss ain't a loss, it's a lesson. Appreciate the pain, it's a Bad times turn to good memories. Smile. Even when I'm gone and you remember me. Smile. Good times never fade away. Smile. Even if I'm not with you here today. Smile. I master my aesthetics. I know you often heard me wax poetic about being back in the Lexus, but trust me, that was nothing. A nigga up in the hundreds of millions, I have no ceilings. Oh, this that feeling, I'm that boy. I need a baker, you bring me joy. Slapping out of the toy, the separation is clear. In my rear view mirror, objects is further than they appear. Oh yeah, I was born with a pair. Playing for high stakes. Norman K, kilo dumping out of the lip. Hard niggas can't relate. Fuck a slice of the apple pie with my own cake and charging my own freight. Respect Jimmy Iovine, but he gotta respect the Elohim. It's a whole new regime and niggas playing for power. Huh. So our music is ours, niggas own their own houses. Ours was fuck you pay me, now it's fuck paying me. I pay you, put the rest away for blue. That blood money, I giggle at it. Can't even support my missus habit. Jewelry shopping in Paris, all your jewelry should be embarrassed. Huh. 
Blood diamonds tripping with cute. I still ain't tripping. That's life. Winners and losers. Huh. Drug dealers and abusers. America like me. Rufus, my therapist said I relapsed. I said prehaps. I Freudian slipped in European whips. God sent me to break the chain. I'm the true and living, God in the flesh, the rest these niggas is vain, a stain on the white suit, inferior IQ, niggas that rip your shit off title just to spite you, ah, what did I do, some try to free you, niggas that love you but hate you cause they can't be you, dump them all in the bayou, uh, everybody way bottle, the guy you thought you can lie to, this was meant to be a haiku, huh, but my story's too wide to fit inside, the line is too old, he's that drugs, Hair on floor, I spaz on the stove, this is hope, no flex zone, nigga, who lied to you? Look, you're a pedestrian, don't ever question the security, I provide you, oh, y'all thought I was washed, I'm at the cleanest, laundering dirty money, like the teamsters, huh, shout out to Hopper back home, me in the church, when I heard you got booked, that shit hurt, feel for you, bro, we know the system don't work, take a young nigga, freedom over some dirt, yeah, this legal in Colorado, yeah, we deny Black entrepreneurs, free enterprise, that's why it's a black market, that's why it's called the trap, that's why it's called the project, cause it's exactly that, all these people is gonna kill me, <laughs> cause the more I reveal me, the more they're afraid of the real me, welcome back Carter, smile. Living in the shadow, can you imagine what kind of life it is to live? In the shadows, people see you as happy and free, because that's what you want them to see. Living two lives, happy but not free. You live in the shadows for fear of someone hurting your family or the person you love. The world is changing and they say it's time to be free, but you live with the fear of just being me. Living in the shadow feels like the safe place to be. No harm for them, no harm for me. But life is short and it's time to be free. Love who you love because life isn't guaranteed. Smile. I mean, again, man. I mean, what, man? I'm telling you, there's just so much in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that, a lot to chew on. That one song <laughs> is better than albums I've heard. I mean, he got it. He got it all in there, and I like. That you can take it and make it applicable to yourself, but also it's almost an extension of that previous message that he was sending. He's explaining to them, he's telling them exactly what's going on. The black market, that's why it's called the trap, that's why it's called the project, because it's exactly that. Yeah, that's why you sounded like Andre uh, Andre 3000 on Royal Flush, which might be one of the the hottest hottest verses on any track ever made at any time. Don't at me on that. I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so first off, man, Mom Duke's coming through. Like there's a there's a symmetry to this this track, right? Because in the first verse, um, he talks about his mother being a lesbian, but having to hide who she was, or even deny who she was to the point of having four children. Yeah, and trying to be what she believed others around her wanted her to be, right? 
And so he, he says, um, Mama had four kids, but she's a lesbian. Had to pretend so long that she's a thespian. Had to hide in the closet. So she medicate. Society's shame and the pain was too much to take. And then this is the part where you see his growth, right? Cried tears of joy when you fell in love. Don't matter to me if it's a him or her. I just want to see you smile through all the hate. Marie Antoinette, baby, let him eat cake. Yeah. Like, and then on the, and, and she gets the last word, right? Because it's like, wait a minute, did he just out his moms? But then she gets the last word, letting you know that one, she's okay with this. And two, she's finding peace in her life and is saying something to these young people, right? Because if you think about the demographics of hip hop listeners, hip hop listeners are young. And a lot of people, when they get in high school, they're, they're kind of realizing who they are. And this is one of the things that I despise about us sometimes. Um, we will hide the molester in the family, but throw a kid out in the street for being gay, lesbian, or bisexual. Mm. And so he talks about his mother's pain of having to deal with all of that to the point of self-medicating, but then she has the final word. And with her final word, there's optimism. Um, you know, so in some ways it, it strikes a tone to me similar to, you know, Royal Flush with Outkast and Raekwon or Smile with Tupac and, um, Scarface. and Scarface. But, you know, through it all, you can, you can emerge your better self so yeah. there's a lot here man um so yeah there's the message to people in the industry but then there's a much more deeper and personal message to his mother and to people like his mother people in our community who right. are on the spectrum but get denied a place in our community because they are somewhere on the spectrum outside of hetero and that's what I'm saying. I mean, as you just broke down, you can apply different parts of this song. Because even like what you were saying, his mom's verse, uh, what she said, the world is changing and they say it's time to be free, but you live with the fear of just being me. Living in the shadows feels like the safe place to be. No harm for them, no harm for me, but life is short and it's time to be free. Love who you love because life isn't guaranteed. Like everything is in here. Yeah. yeah. When I when I heard when I first heard the um uh the line when you said uh doesn't matter to me if it's a him or a her. Yeah. Like for me that was like I, I like I I believe I said out loud, wow. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's 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 the braggadocio super masculine rapper. Who literally stands and take and makes takes a stand for people of different sexuality? Like it, it was, it's, it was, it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like even in even though it's 2017, and sure we've heard this and that, like it was mind blowing to me that he like took this stand of like, listen, like cut this out. Like it doesn't matter. Like I don't, you know, I don't care. You shouldn't care. And you know, there was a point where rappers would never take that stand. Absolutely. Like if, if you if you if you kind of hinted at oh I'm cool with gay people people was like oh he must be gay too 
he's the gay rapper as right. if there's he's only the one and as if there's something wrong with that right exactly and that's what was i mean yeah and one thing we say about this song and i'm really interested to find out if his mother if gloria carter's poem was written before this song like if mm. this is something that she wrote before mm. because if you check and I need to probably dive into it. Maybe I can get some a poet to tell me. I think the pentameter is the exact same as his rhyme. Mm. I think his rhyme. I think he fashioned his rhyme after her poem. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I was listening to it. And I was like, I was like, how they have this almost like the same flow? And hers is like more talking. But I was mm-hmm. like, did she write this poem? And he read this poem, and then he wrote his rhyme like matching his mother. That's, that's, that's beautiful, man. Well, to that other point, so you have rappers like, like some of the younger rap, like Young Thug, for example. I think on one of his recent albums or mixtapes or something, he was wearing a dress, or he's right. very like in much in that uh, millennial mode of it, they're not as hung up on yeah uh, yeah labels and and putting people in a particular. Uh, box with regard to their orientation or gender identity etc but he's unable to articulate it I mean he makes the you know he'll be on the album cover wearing the dress or the whatever the women's blouse but then when he's asked about it he can't articulate it he doesn't have the tools to make the case for why this really should not be that big a deal. And, and then we'll kind of back it up with some like misogynistic nonsense on the side, some macho bullshit yeah. as well. Yeah, that's that's youth talking, right? You yeah. know, because like you said, um, you know, sometimes my people just don't have the words to express what's on their mind in a particular moment when you put them on the spot. Um, yeah. Some people need time to process their thoughts to deliberate and then after that time has passed they might be able to tell you but in a rapid fire situation where you're asking questions and demanding answers that's just not how they are it's like some mcs can't freestyle because they need to be able to sit down and process what it is that they want to say before they say it right um so everyone doesn't respond well in a rapid fire format and then when you're on the spot you respond reflexively not critically now again um i don't think jay-z's position is something you arrive at at a younger age without being around some really progressive thoughtful insightful people who are helping to build you up because it's so easy to slip into casual and toxic masculinity casual and toxic homo antagonism because it's all around you you know if we think about what just happened this week in our politics where the president of the united states through not an executive order but a tweet said that transgender people are no longer allowed to serve in the armed services and in capacity when they're enrolled at a rate that's greater than the general american population have served with distinction and apparently without many issues 
what are you saying to people? You're saying this is okay. That right. people people forget about the T in LGBT if they recognize LGBT at all. And this is like one of the last groups in the society where it seems like it's okay to hate them. So if you're a young person coming up, even if you're on the spectrum yourself, it's easy to slip into the self-hate. There was a young guy who was a football player who, who came out to his teammates, a college player. And he was like, yeah, my, my thought for a while was I'll play football as long as I can and then I'll kill myself. That's crazy. And he's someone who's gay and he was hiding it. And athletics ended up being a good way for him to hide it because no one thought that this big, strong football playing guy could also be into guys. So, yeah, man, um, I, I, I look at this song in a lot of ways and it continues the theme of offering life coaching to, to young, young hip hoppers with money and attitude. Yeah. But then it does something which is, I think, much more important in this moment in time which is clapping back at homo antagonism and revealing the perils of toxic masculinity, which becomes a continued theme throughout the project. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's just, this is what I like. It's been a long time since Jay-Z's dropped something where you can spend 20, 30 minutes dissecting it, where it's got multiple layers. I mean, even if just, on the one level where he's talking about uh, fuck a slice of the fuck a slice of the apple pie I want my own cake so I'm not going to partner up with Apple and iTunes I'm going to start title. I'm going to get my own thing yeah. or <laughs> respect Jimmy Iovine but he got to respect the Elohim as a whole new regime mm-hmm. I mean this is yeah he he came with it and then on just the uh, the musical level, the Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I said, "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> man!" Yeah, dude, we're three songs into this discussion. Yeah, right. And right. <laughs> yeah, we got we got pick up the the, yeah. the two the two big samples, Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, this is an old school hip hop album in the sense that it's rooted in the music your your parents listened to. You know, the guys were raiding their parents' collection and going through their vinyl and looking for stuff with dope break beats so they could come up with something to rap over. Um, but music also sets mood. And this was a loving song. Yeah. And this was a tender song, even though, yeah, he's talking about building wealth and these other things. For me, the core of the song is that you know, big up the moms. Yeah. All right. Moving along. And uh, in the background, R.I.P. J. Dilla. Fuck the police. Still. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as we slide on. Next. Caught their eyes. Slide this down. Peace, Dilla. Nigga with the V side, nigga with that Lisa. 
talking about that east side nigga with that east side nigga with that east side yeah, I speak the truth with everything else lies They pretend that we can, but the vibes don't fly, bro I survive reading guys like you I'm surprised y'all think y'all can disguise y'all truths I seen eyes wide as they're about to shoot You can be a hairpin off or you can trigger your roots I wait till these haters don't give me that You know the world can see just how phony you at, bruh Y'all body language is on remedial How could you see the difference when you and I my crash course was much tougher around friends who kill their friends than hug their friends' mother and show up at the funeral complete with blank stares, invisible ink. I had to read things that wasn't there. Memories may sneak down my cheek, but I could see a side eye in my sleep. Uh. Ready for a deep breath and love the voice. Eyes open them up, take off the coins. Still stinging from tears, they try to seal. I'm ready for earth, ready for real. Solid sister, get me it, I see you there. So it seems, so you seem. I can't tell if your image is just a flare. In my dreams, in my dreams. Uh, I sat down with Prince eye to eye. He told me his wishes before he died. Now Lana McMillan, he must be colorblind. They only see green from them purple eyes. They eyes high, they eyes high. My eyes wide shut to all the lies. These industry niggas, they always been fishing. But ain't no biggie, your lazy eye, huh? This guy is slave on his face. You think he wanted the masters with his masters? You greedy bastards, so tickets to walk through his house. I'm surprised you ain't auctioning off the casket. Don't big bro me, don't big homie. I seen pure admiration become rival. I've been to Paris at least two times. I seen the Eiffel, I seen the Eiffel. Ready for a deep breath to love the voice. Eyes open them up, take off the coins. Still stinging from tears, they try to seal. I'm ready for earth, ready for real. Solid sister, admit it, I see you there. So it seems, so you seem. I can't tell if your image is just a flare. In my dreams, in my dreams. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm telling you. But at this point, I was I was I was just blown away. I was like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? This who is this? I must I was like, I must have downloaded the wrong album. Who is this? <laughs> he was like, he was like, is this run the jewels? What is going on here? This is something. Something this went wrong. Jumping the gun a little bit, but there, there's one elevator ride. They gave us a series of dope albums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one elevator ride gave us right. a series of dope <laughs> yeah. albums. Yeah. Yes, and yes. Looking at this track, and I think Dre might be able to comment more to this, but um, yeah, in this one, he takes square aim at Prince's lawyer. Yes. Yeah. 
you know, because Prince's lawyer is doing things that, given Prince's long track record as a pioneer for artist independence and artist rights, he would not have wanted to see done. And so when he says, you think Prince would have wanted his masters with the masters? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and dude, you know, there's some hurt feelings about this because he's had a lot to say in response to Jay. But yeah, um, there were no subtleties with this one, man. He's like, listen, you're you're playing yourself. He's like, I talked to Prince before he died. You're playing yourself. And I'm gonna let the world know you're playing yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and they just they just there was just a lawsuit about some tracks of Prince's that um I believe it's one no, it's like the Universal had purchased rights to some tracks. And I believe the family tried to relinquish those rights. And so some nonsense went on in the courts. And it, it eventually happened where they had to give the money back. And they they took the rights back from Universal for whatever these this group of tracks that were. And so Londell McMillan, you know, he had gotten the whole point of this article that I read was that he had gotten this fee, I think it's sort of like $31 million, and he got 10%. So he had to give back his 3.1 million, and he was arguing about that, you know, the money that he received or whatever for, you know, making the sell sell happen. And I was just like, yeah, see, it's all coming back to you, B. Like you know you, and I've met this guy. He seemed like a nice enough guy, but everything that he's done as far as the Prince Estate has been crazy. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't job with what people know of Prince, dude. Jay is Jay is notorious for doing sort of lyrical subtweets, right? <laughs> like he'll talk about you, but not want to completely drag you, right? And so he'll put it out there that you know, you know who did you know what, but you know who. Like he'll do stuff like that, right? Like, listen, I'm just gonna let you know, I can pull your card, so let's just leave it here, and you take this out. But no, right. he named this dude. He said, I sat down with Prince eye to eye. He told me his wishes before he died. Now, Londell McMillan, he must be colorblind. The only, they only see green from them purple eyes. The eyes hide, the eyes hide, my eyes wide shut to all the lies. These industry N-words, they always been fishy. But ain't no biggie, no lazy eye, huh? This guy had slave on his face. You think he wants the the masters with his masters? Yeah. And, and for for the listeners who who might be of a certain age and don't know, there was a point when Prince changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol and wrote "slave" on his face because he was in a dispute with the company over his music and the ownership of his music. Yeah. And so people thought he was just being weird and off the wall. Like, yo, this dude was being a revolutionary. He was being a musical version of Kurt Flood or, or Oscar Robertson pushing free agency. And so James breaking down all of that history and then like, nah, this dude needs to be held accountable in public for his actions because he's doing it in private. Mm. Uh, I have to, I have to admit, there was one part of the chorus, um, Frank Ocean's chorus, that I didn't get. Like it took me, I was just like, "What is he saying?" And I kept trying to figure it out. And then I finally was like, "Let me look it up." Like, what is he? I didn't know what the hell he was saying. He was saying, "Solipsistic, admit it." I see you there. And so I was like, "Okay, solipsistic," and that means 
that you only believe that what you see and your thoughts are only the actual really thing real thing yeah and so as just for anybody who's listening it's like what is he saying i was like oh because i kept saying like what the hell is he saying so that was which is which is part of the whole caught in, caught in their eyes like people believe that only only their truth is real only things that they see are, are, are actually happening yeah see 50 would hate this so you mean you had to use a dictionary to <laughs> To yeah. listen to a hip hop album? Yeah. Did you, did you Actually, also did you also have to stand up and give your answer, Mr. Cole? Did you have to stand <laughs> up from your desk and give your answer to the teacher, Mr. Cole? I think I think actually fifty deleted that that thing on Instagram. Yeah, but the internet I, is forever, man. They, no, but I'm saying I think he did it because people were like like the backlight because he says he liked the album. Yeah. And then he said the whole thing about it's too smart. And I think people kind of got on him like you know too smart like you want a bunch of dumb shit on record and so i think that's kind of like the not back like who kind of got at him so he deleted it i mean this is what this is what hip-hop should be it should i mean i can think of all kinds of references that were made by public enemy to various people because i didn't know who well joanne chesimard was until i got to college right but you know i heard i heard names in hip-hop i heard things in hip-hop that informed who i ultimately became not totally but it helped shape it and things like this like okay drop a word in a reference i don't know let me go look it up right you know i remember seeing an interview with andre 3000 where he talked about um the influence the tribe had on his own lyricism and he was like you know they had me believing that i could say these things and it would be okay because they were doing it. They made me want to learn more so that I could be a better MC. And he was in that moment talking about their broad vocabulary, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you don't necessarily need music to give you proper educational lessons, but I don't think there's anything wrong with music that makes you think. You know, we come to music for different reasons. We come to art for different reasons. and. If people can hold us in that moment and give us some education along with the entertainment, then I'm good with that. And this is one of those moments. Um, in addition to being another one of those, you know, searing uh, Jay Z shakedowns where he lets you have it for being for being weak. Well, here's another one where he gets uh, particularly deep. 4:44, right here. Do I find it so hard When I know in my heart I'm letting you down every day Letting you down every day Why do I keep on running away
apologize. All for womanized, took for my child to be born. See through a woman's eyes, took for these natural twins to believe in miracles. Took me too long for this song. I don't deserve you. I harass you out in Paris. Please come back to Rome. You make it home. We talked for hours when you were on tour. Please pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. I said don't embarrass me instead of be mine. That was my proposal for us to go steady. That was your 21st birthday. You matured faster than me. I wasn't ready, so I apologize. I seen the innocence leave your eyes. I still mourn this death. And I apologize for all the stillborns 'cause I wasn't present. Your body wouldn't accept it. I apologize to all the women whom I toyed with your emotions 'cause I was emotionless. And I apologize 'cause at your best you were love. And because I fall short of what I say I'm all about, your eyes leave with the soul that your body once housed. And you stare blankly in the space, thinking of all the time you wasted it on all this basic shit. So I apologize. Apologize. Our love was one for the ages, and I contained us in all this ratchet shit. And we more expansive now. Meant to cry and die alone in these mansions or sleep with our back turned. We supposed to vacate till our backs burn. We're supposed to laugh till our hearts stop, and then meet in a space where the dark stops and let love light the way. Like the men before me, I cut off my nose to spite my face. I never wanted another woman to know something about me that you didn't know. I promise I cried, I couldn't hold. I suck at love, I think I need a do-over. I will be emotionally available if I invited you over. I stew over. What if you over my shit? Children knew. I don't even know what I would do if they ain't look at me the same. I would probably die with all the shame. You did what with who? What good is a menagerie toy when you have a soulmate? You risked that for blue? If I wasn't a superhero in your face, my heart breaks for the day I have to explain my mistakes and the mask goes away and Santa Claus is fake. And you go online and see for blues too. The two fairy didn't pay. elevator ride gave us some dope music i'm telling you 
that is that's probably the realest song not only Jay-Z there are very few MCs out there who have made a song as deeply personal as that mm-hmm. and here's my thing man the apology to Beyonce had to be public because all of the transgressions were public right and it was stuff that was known in industry circles and beyond because we live in a moment now where everyone's paparazzi with a camera (laughs) and a phone so the transgressions were public the pain was public she put it out there on lemonade and he was dogged by the questions and so this is something that helps you to see the the carnage that's wrought by toxic masculinity this idea that to be a man's man you have to comport yourself in a certain way including uh womenizing including you know tearing down other men to prop yourself up and it's like dude you're sean carter you're married to beyonce knowles if you can cheat on her What's the point? And that's when you have to realize it's not about the woman. It's about the flaws in the man. And so, yeah, um, you know, when he comes out first bar, I apologize. Not I'm sorry, because sorry people are sorry. I apologize. And then he starts talking about having to live with the consequences of those actions. Like, yo, I almost threw all of this away. And then I'd have to look at you. I'd have to look at my children. You know, he alluded to that in the opening track, you know, your future is somebody else playing football with your son. Yeah. You know, that he was he was at a point where he risked losing all of this for something so stupid, right? And so yeah, um the the part to me that really got me, right? So there's the public apology to Beyonce, but then there's dealing with the children, like, yo, the internet is forever and they're gonna get older. They're going to go online. They're going to see these things. People are going to say things to them out in the street. Well, your dad ain't this. He did this and that. And then you got to look at mom and dad like, yo, is this true? And so he's having to own up to that to save his children. So, yeah, this was this was deeply personal. It was public. It had to be public because all of the transgressions were public. And this is the most honest I think we've ever seen him about anything. On, on on a track yeah it was see when we go back and say you know hip hop doesn't tell us how to live or inform us about this see Jay Z I was on you because <laughs> I needed this I needed you to do this why couldn't you have done this years ago because I cheated on somebody that I love and all the stuff he's talking about no she wasn't Beyonce no I'm not Jay-Z but the stuff he's talking about that when it comes out and you see and I saw the look in her face like it was a different thing like there was a there was a a connection and a love and a spark or whatever that is gone mm-hmm. now you know if I, I, I you know can 
apologized and humbled myself and recognized my errors, but that is gone. And he talks about that like uh, your eyes leave with the soul that your body once housed and you stare blankly into space thinking of all the time you wasted on all this basic shit so I apologize and it's like damn Jay-Z I was listening you should have dropped this sooner when he said he's apologizing to his wife but he's also apologizing to other women along the way that he had wronged oh me too yes Yes. Me too, because when he and says a lot of folks look at that line and like it was about Aaliyah. Yeah, that line was about Aaliyah. That's your he, best you were loved? Yeah. When that he line, said, I, think that I apologize to all the women whom I toyed with your emotions because I was emotionless. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. Guilty. And then again, this is learned behavior though, right? Like if you think about coming up in the hood it wasn't about you know getting with one sister and making the life together it was people encouraging people to be players to be a pimp you know um you know i'm a dog lady marrying me is far-fetched you know and i think about you know young cat like nick grant spitting right now in this moment right um yeah. even though you could look around and see love in the hood it wasn't something that that people talked about like if you People looked at you like if you told a girl you loved her, you were a sucker. Yeah. You know, so that learned behavior is then magnified. Like you think about the dudes you came up with that had the biggest reputations for being ladies men, were serially abusive and emotionally unavailable. You know, and when I say abusive, I'm not talking physically, I'm talking about emotionally, which is just as bad, right? They they led women along, they told them what they wanted to hear to get them in bed and, you know, on to the next one, or they were managing multiples at the same time. Emotionless, emotionally unavailable, toxic behaviors that can be deadly when you start talking about sexually transmitted infections and things of that sort. Yeah. So yeah, these are these are behaviors, and, and this isn't just on the black community. This is an American thing. This I is a wonder, this is a sorry. thing. Period. Right. So yeah, um, this is this is something that I like personally, right? Because I think that it's encouraging young men to be balanced, to be their best selves. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dre. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I just want to, I just want to uh, applaud Beyonce for dragging Jay out to the woodshed because if she didn't drag, yeah, you need to applaud Solange. But no, no, well, I got, <laughs> you got, I got to applaud Beyonce for dragging him out to the woodshed and lemonade because without that, we wouldn't have gotten what I believe is one of the best, most introspective rap songs about love we've ever had mm-hmm. because that because that that verse about his kids sounds like pain mm-hmm. like that like that's the first time i've ever heard jay really sound in pain which is like you know he's always you know he's superman but this is like, a different kind of pain because we go back to the black album you can hear him mourning the loss of one of his homeboys right Right, so no, you know, this Lucifer is a different is type one of, of my pain. favorite song. Lucifer is one of our favorite JV songs ever. Mm-hmm. But this song, like, the, because it's it's a different it's a different feeling when you're like your kids, like 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 the, on a, on a on a smaller level. Like the whole thing about the tooth fairy, 
yeah. is so big. I remember one time I forgot to put the money underneath my daughter's pillow. And I remember her look on her face like, the tooth fairy didn't give me any. I remember that, and me feeling like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Like, like mm-hmm. feeling like the worst parent ever. And so imagine, like, that's times 10,000 when Jay has to look blue in the face when she finds out all this nonsense that went on. And that's a different level of accountability, it's right? It's a different level of accountability. Because your children look at you in ways that no one else can possibly look at you. Right. You're Santa Claus, you're Superman, you're Superwoman, you know, you can do all things possible. And it's, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, we, we do whatever we can as fathers. We do everything we can for our children. So, you know, and, and for him to say that on that record, like to really go into his, really go into his pain, man, out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the next song? <laughs> yeah. More I'm fire. telling you, whoever, just don't do it. If you haven't done it, don't do it. I'm telling you, it ain't. It, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Please, please believe me. Hell hath no fury. Oh my God, I'm telling you, dude. Please. And when you look at, let's go back to the elevator though. I, I, I gotta get this in real quick. When, because sometimes, right? Like sibling dynamics are different. Like some siblings will kind of deal with things on the cerebral level. Others will get physical, right? Little sister, sister, and let him have it. And she walked off that elevator looking like, yeah, and I get you again. And Jay's looking shook, right? Like he's in shock at what just happened. Like, yo, um, did that really go down like that, right? And there were a lot of people that were like, he should have hit her. And I'm like, you're you're crazy, right? Yeah, he wasn't going to do that. He responded. But that's this look of satisfaction on her face. Like, well... Hang on. I might sounds- disagree with her methods, but she's not wrong. Okay, wait a second. Are you are you moving around? Cause you start sounding like you start sounding like the phone on the Matrix. Should be more appropriate considering my avatar is Morpheus. I wasn't moving around, but um, my headset might have shifted. Okay, then you go back in and. Say what you okay, just so said. We'll do that again. Yeah. So I have to say this really quickly because I have to go back to that elevator ride. Sibling dynamics are interesting because, you know, siblings react to things in different ways and have complex relationships. And so you go back to that ride and it was the little sister standing up for the big sister and going after Jay, getting in his face and then even getting physical, right? And Jay just kind of absorbed it all. And when you look at the photograph, you know, Solange is looking like, yeah, and there's more where that came from. If you keep acting stupid, Jay's looking like he's in complete shock. And what happened, you know, his hand is kind of to his jaw. And there were a lot of idiots that like, if that were me, he should have hit her. Or I would have hit her. I'm like, no, no, he responded the way he should have. He absorbed it and he took it because he was wrong and he knew he was wrong. And you only make the situation worse by being physical with your sister-in-law. Um, which is something you just should not do but Beyonce has this look of satisfaction on her face like well I might disagree with my sister's methods but she's not wrong you are and that moment gave us three dope albums from that family 
in secession. Yeah. Well, this is the one that uh, <laughs> this is the one that touched my soul, but I just wish it had come out earlier. <laughs> Shit. But nevertheless, <laughs> lesson learned. I'm telling you, if you're out there and you're listening and you haven't fucked up, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, especially if you have a woman who loves you. Because women love, when they love you, it's complete and total. Mm -hmm. And you... Like a fat kid love cake. I hadn't, like, I didn't really know. I'm like LL. And I guess LL told me, there I was, (laughs) giggling about the games that I have played with many hearts. And I'm not saying no names. I'm telling you, just don't do it. Grow your ass up which I should have done and just don't do it because you're going to hurt somebody you love and then you'll be making a damn four minute and 44 second song. All right, next up, Family Feud. My nigga got on. My nigga got all white, no socks. My nigga got that cocaine on today. That's how you feel. Turn my vocal up. That's how you feel, Emery. Turn my vocal up some more. Turn my vocal up, guru. Turn the music up too. Super Bowl goals. My wife in the crib feeding the kids liquid gold. We in a whole different mode. The kid that used to pitch bricks can't be pigeonholed. I cooked up more chicken when the kitchen closed. Oh, we gon' reach a Billy first. I told my wife to spill your shit really work. Hum do a law. I run through them all. Poe's home, all these phonies come to a halt. All this old talk left me confused. You'd rather be old rich me or new you. And old niggas, y'all stop back in brand new life. Tupac ain't have a nose ring too. Nobody wins when the family feels. But my stash can't fit in the Steve Harvey suit. I'm clear while I'm here, how about you? Ain't no such thing as an ugly billionaire, I'm cute. Pretty much, if anybody getting handsome checks, it should be us. Fuck rap, <laughs> crack cocaine, nah we did that. Black owned things, 100%. Black owned champagne, and we merrily, merrily eating off these streams. Y'all still drinking Perrier Jouet, <laughs> but we ain't getting through to you yet, uh. What's better than one billionaire? Two. Especially if they from the same hue as you. Y'all stop me when I stop telling the truth. <laughs> I would say I'm the realest nigga rapping, but that ain't even a statement. That's like saying I'm the tallest midget. Wait, that ain't politically correct. Forget it. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Can I get an amen from the congregation? I'll fuck up a good thing if you let me Let me alone, Becky A man who don't take care of his family can't be rich I watched Godfather, I missed that whole shit My consciousness was Michael's common sense I missed the karma that came as a consequence Niggas busting off through the curtains cause she hurting Kate losing the babies cause their future's uncertain Nobody wins when the family feels We all screwed cause we never had the tools I'm trying to fix you I'm trying to get these niggas with no stripes to be official Y'all think small, I think biggie Y'all whole past is in danger to Mississippi Out shopping in the mirror taking selfies How was him or Bill Cosby posed to help me? 
Old niggas never accepted me. New niggas is the reason I stopped drinking Dosecchi. We all lose when the family feels. What's better than one billionaire? Two? I'll be damned if I drink some Belvedere while Puff got Shirai. Tell me this, in that line, did he call him Pill Cosby? Yes, he did. He did. Oh, my yes, God. He did. <laughs> yes, he did. He came as Sharpton and Bill Cosby. He said. Now Sharpton in the mirror taking selfies. How is him or Pill Cosby the hell me? Cosby. <laughs> wow. He sounded like you talk about, um, do I wait for help from Bush or Jesse Jackson and Operation Push? Oh, man. Yeah, and, and No ID and um, Guru, the engineer, said this is the last song that he did. And really? he did this song. He said he recorded his verse the Tuesday before the album came out. Mm. Which is why the Al Sharpton reference in it, because the Al Sharpton selfies was like the week before. Yeah, because that was really recent. It yeah. was like the week before. That was really they said, recent. They said he laid his verse that Tuesday before the album came out, and they finished the song. They finished mixing the song the Thursday, like that Thursday morning before the album came out. Wow. Which is why you have like that <clears throat> reference, that Al Sharpton reference is like so fresh. Because that was stunningly current. Right. It was like, I was like, what? Like, like he was still getting Ethan on social media. <laughs> right, right, right. And people put him, they put an image of Al Sharpton holding up the selfie on the balcony at the Lorraine uh, Motel when MLK was shot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. dirty. Yeah, that was Dude, dirty. For real. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all are <laughs> The internet. <laughs> internet is undefeated. My goodness. This is another like. This is just. This is Jay doing his thing, man. Like he's he's really like you know. He's going. He's talking about you know the new rappers and the old rappers and how he doesn't really listen to the. You know he kind of says that he doesn't listen to the new rap, but you know then he has a line like you know Tupac can have like leave a that's some acting brand new like Tupac can have a new ring too. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like so he's like right. I don't listen to it. I get it, but <laughs> let these young boys do what they doing. Right. I'm still laughing at the Al Sharpton show. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, Al Sharpton in the mirror taking selfies, If you if you Google that image, if you do a Google search oh, of that image, you'll see word. all the memes that were launched. <laughs> he got ethered on social media about that. Oh my god. And Al it was Sharpton. so it was such a bizarre picture, it looked fake. But it was it was it was straight up real. 
Al like, Sharpton. <laughs> Somebody said Al Sharpton. He looks like a 12 year old in his PE clothes. <laughs> oh, oh man, Al! I respect hot. I respect what you've done for the the community over the years, but I do. Oh shit! <laughs> but you gotta take a, you gotta take an L for that one. But Jay, he said, uh, uh, black owned things, hundred percent black owned champagne, but y'all are still drinking. I forget the name, but it's some other. It's basically a white owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's named Belvedere. Again, he's just, you know, just putting in that work and another another gem. And this is again no ID on the beat. Yep. Whew, man, that's yeah, something else. All right, to keep keep things moving because we. I never expected a short album to generate this much uh, dialogue, but man. That's what you get when you put out quality. Exactly. When you do what you do it, here goes bam. One time. Bam! Now greetings to the world. Gangsta no live in a tenement yard. No. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watch you, watch you, watch you. Too much so, 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 so. Oh, oh. Them chatty, chatty, chatty. Fuck all this pretty so, Sean so, so, Carter so, so. shit, nigga. Ho. Sean was on that gospel shit. I was on the total fucking opposite. Shit. Stuff a million dollars in a sock drawer. That's a wall chest in case you need your chest knocked off. Y'all be talking crazy under the IG pictures So when you get the hell, you tell them Blanco sent you I can't take no threats, I got a set of twins Those were just some words you'll never hear again For the final time, you don't believe these fools I never seen a worker rock so many jewels I never seen a runner with so many cars Y'all couldn't stop me, you're not as tough as you say you are my advice is just don't be too nice to niggas Just set the price so niggas and live your life, my nigga Once upon a time in the projects Sean was in flight mode, I bought a Pyrex I was in fight mode, oh now it's fuck me, mijo I was moving them kilos, help you move your peoples Sometimes you need your ego, gotta remind these fools Who they effing with, but we got effers too Before we had A&Rs, we had ARs too we the only ones really moving like y'all say y'all do We still moving like y'all niggas say y'all did Emery passed you niggas and he did a bit Ty jumped over niggas, he like 5'6 Got the heart of a giant, don't you ever forget Don't you never forget, Jigga got the shit poppin' I pulled out the pot when we was out of options. Youngsta no live in a tenement yard. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watch it, watch it, watch it. Them so, 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 so. Too much chatty, chatty, chatty. Fuck all this pretty Sean Carter shit, nigga, ho. Put that drum in your ear, don't get smurred. I Bobby Shmurda, anybody you heard of. Niggas could not be further. I father your style. Birth of a nation, that Turner style. Uh, y'all make me turn up all this talking down. Uh, niggas are skipping leg day just to run their mouth. I be skipping leg day, I still run the world. I press the head of your team with one finger curl. I line you all up with one finger wave. Make niggas weave. Niggas is out here fake. 
lace front to the back, don't front. Y'all gon' make me wig, I'ma give y'all what y'all want. Youngster no live in a tenement yard. Shedlocks no live in a tenement yard. Too much watchy, 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 and I'm so, 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 so. Too much chatty, 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 and I'm so, 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 so. Can't you see it's my ambition? I come to nice up the whole nation. What a bam bam, yeah. Lord, I miss a what a bam bam. Do it, Jack. Can't you see it's my ambition? I come to nice up the whole nation. What a bam bam, what a bam bam. I don't give a goddamn, I don't give a goddamn. Cha. When me come a dance, I must play fun guineas. Yo, crowd of people go and mind your business. This a hunting season. Make I tell you hunting season. Well, I tell you something season. Yo, this a hunting season. Cake and dumpling season. Spinners and dumpling season. Don't play by the king, love's all I know. Bring it up. Vice to the one pan, go the banking, top ranking. Keep it skanking. Ooh, wee. Uh-huh. Hear me now. And on that, the line that caught me was, uh, niggas is skipping leg day just to run their mouth. Another shot at Kanye. Another shot at Kanye. (laughs) But then, in the next line, he he talks about, I be skipping leg day, I still run the world. Run the world. Because (laughs) of those pictures of him and (laughs) There's a picture of him and Beyonce. Yeah. And your man standing on stilts. Yeah. But the crazy part is, I've seen the picture. For those who haven't seen it, it's a picture of Jay-Z and Beyonce standing there. And Jay-Z is facing the camera. Beyonce's got her back to the camera, and she's wearing some kind of sheer thing and a bathing suit. And Jay-Z is wearing shorts, and he's got these skinny little legs. <laughs> but he's holding hands and kissing Beyonce, so he won. Right. He, won. Mean, he, he won. He won. You got to remember, man, he's a, he's a big dude. He's 6'2". Is he? Yeah, yeah. he's 6'2". He's, yeah. he's a long dude. And, really? huh. you know, sometimes, yeah. man, when you're that tall, it's really hard to put on muscle mass, right? And let's face it, you know, I don't I don't know if he in the gym like that. And so everyone was clowning him like, yeah, Jay-Z looking like he missed leg day. He's like, yeah, but I still run the I world. Still run I the still world. run the world. Right. Niggas so, are skipping leg day to run their mouth. Yeah. That works on that works in a couple of different levels between dissing Kanye and then having something to say for people who were clowning him about standing on stills. Yeah. I like it. And this is this is a classic. I think Jay knew that he had to he had to give us the classic Jay Braggadocio. Exactly. You know, he had to give us that. See, on this, and, see, uh, this is the thing. I didn't mind it here because it wasn't the entire album. Like, I can, yeah, sprinkle it in. Go ahead. I like that. Like, it was, <clears throat> by the time this song comes up, we'd had yeah. so much introspection and so much, we needed a little bit of, all right, let's lighten it up a little bit. Right. Fuck all this pre Sean Carter shit, nigga. It's yeah. oh, right. <laughs> Right, Hove made an appearance. Yeah, and that's all I you needed know, to do. Hove made an appearance over a classic reggae beat, right? Yeah. Over a classic reggae beat. Yeah. Yep. That's all I need you to do. Just sprinkle it in. Sometimes less is more. 
All right. You know, it was one of those things too where he's like, uh, "Don't get it twisted. The bad guy can still show up." Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember. You know, don't make me be who I used to be. In Kanye's, uh, in one of his manic rants, when he was like, "Jay, I know you got killers. I know you got killers. Yeah. Please don't send them yeah. after me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that was a twenty minutes on stage. Oh, what a fool! <laughs> Next up, Moonlight. Yeah. Got a little cold, so bear with me. Yeah. Yeah. We stuck in La La Land. Even when we win, we gon' lose. We got the same fucking flows. I don't know who is who. We got the same fucking watch. She don't got time to choose. We stuck in La La Land. We got the same fucking moves. Y'all fuck the same fucking chicks. I'm in the skirt with you. Yeah, right. I'm in the skirt with you. Cool start. I'm on the ch- Enough of this. Look, I know killers, you know killer, huh? Baby, they made me not a gorilla, huh? Glorified sea filler, huh? Stop walking around like y'all made thriller, huh? Fake Drake goes all in the videos. We show, we shoot them in my city though. I don't post no threats on the internet. I just pose a threat. Blame the ass for that. I don't be on the gram. Going ham, giving information to the park. That's all spam. Please don't talk about guns that you ain't never gon' use. Y'all always tell on yourself. I'm just so fucking confused. Y'all stuck in la la land. Even when we win, we gon' lose Y'all got the same fucking flows I don't know who is who We got the same fucking watch She don't got time to choose We stuck in La La Land We got the same fucking moves Y'all niggas still signing deals Still After all they done stole For real After what they done to I Lauren Hill and y'all niggas is supposed to be true Guess we talk when you behind on your taxes And you pawned all your chains And they run off with your masters And took it to Beverly Hills while we in Calabasas And my head is scratching Cause that shit is backwards And that shit ain't right Lucy and this cool but Lucy and no writing Doug ain't this tight So fuck what we selling Fuck is we making Cause their grass is greener Cause they always raking it more Nah, 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 nah Nah, nah Kanye, <clears throat> why did you open your mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just you just had to open your mouth. You couldn't shut the fuck up. I mean... Stop walking around like y'all made Thriller, huh? <laughs> wow. And tell me, because I only, as I was like, kind of looking at the lyrics and listening to the song, the song is called Moonlight. And he's talking about yeah. we stuck in La La Land, and he's yeah. referring back to the Oscars. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Even when we win, we gonna lose. Yep. Wow. Yep. I mean, <laughs> but you talk about undressing people for trying to be something that they're not. You know, man. It's like I, I tell my students all the time. I come from a rough neighborhood at a really bad time, but I didn't run the streets. I was on the sidewalks. And there's a lot that you can see from the sidewalks without being in the street. 
So I never try to present myself to them as being something that I'm not. Just because I'm from a tough place doesn't mean that I'm hard or that I'm street. It did give me a certain um, a certain sensibility. It gave me a sort of hood spidey sense, right? And that has never really gone away. But just because that there were people around me that did certain things doesn't mean that I did those things too. I was in it, but not of it. Right. And so he's undressing people in hip hop who continue to try mm-hmm. to project an image that's not authentic to who they actually are. He's like, you know, you talk, please don't talk about guns that you ain't never going to use. Y'all always telling yourself, I'm just so effing confused. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not gangster. You've never been gangster. You know, one of my one of my most favorite lines about all of this comes from um from Day, from De La Soul. You know, Cubans don't care what y'all brothers do. Colombians they never ran with your crew. While you acting all spicy and shisty, the only Italians you knew were Icy's. Right. You know, yeah. and people have continued with that, right? Like guys are even rhyming about, you know work on the table choppers on the floor and it's like how many years removed are you from that life that's not who you are anymore if right. some real static went down your first impulse would be to call your lawyer you're not out here trying to catch a case like you know the earlier track jay mentioned bobby schmurter bobby schmurter doing seven years and could have got more time yeah he could have gotten 33 right they ran through the whole crew and locked those dudes up and one dude who wouldn't one. cooperate with the prosecutors ended up getting the most time. But he got like so, did he get like ninety something years? That guy, right, right. Yeah. So cats that really act like that get caught and do big time. Yeah. And these dudes, <laughs> no, no. Um, it's where's my lawyer? Um, I didn't do this. Like, so, so I'm really. I'm really behind that. You know, dudes need to stop giving these people the impression that they're living lives that they're not actually living. It's disingenuous and then it's dangerous for particularly young and impressionable minds. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's what parents are supposed to be for, but you know, yeah. Here we are. I mean, he even lit up went back and lit up Dame Dash. That's real talk when you're behind on your taxes and you pawned all yeah. your chains and they run off with your masters and took it to Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dame Dash. Like, how, come on, man. How are you going to be broke? How are you going to be? Just come on. Dude, and, and also in a in a low-key way, giving daps to younger people in the game like Chance the Rap. Here's like, y'all, y'all, um, and we're still signing deals. Still? Yeah. Yeah. After that all they real. stole for real? Yeah. After what they done to our Lauren Hill? And yep. y'all supposed to be trill? Yeah. Um, because that's the whole thing about chance, right? Like he's doing all this without a deal. I remember one of the things that Jay Diller said before he died is that if he was putting out music now, he wouldn't try to get a deal. He'd put it online. Yeah. He'd go through the internet. He was like, that's cut out the industry because you don't need them anymore to get your music out in front of the people. Yeah, technology. Right, which is why Jay name checked the 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 CEO like Universal and you know the Lucian who was the Lucian Green who's the chairman of Universal Music Group and then Doug Morris who's like the I guess he runs the the 
entertainment side or something like that. I forgot. I don't forgot what Duck runs now. Um, but that's that's the whole thing. It's like you know he's cool. He don't write. Yeah, right? Like Doug ain't just a, they 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 don't they don't write this stuff. They don't they're not creating this stuff. So like right. w- like like he's like so he's talking about you know f what we selling like y'all talking because they always talking about the numbers. No, mm-hmm. just how much I'm. He's like, what are we making? And that's mm-hmm. the important part. Like, oh, you can sell. They like all these guys are you know bragging about what they selling, but they're not making what Jay's making per album. Yeah. What they oh. have to do to get paid is go on tour, and that's hard money. And with three with three sixty deals, which are the popular contracts, they with what? the record labels are tick. Three six. Oh, hey, a three six. Yeah, you know, had Joe Budden, young, yeah. Uh, little yachty conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real quick, the three sixty deal for anybody to know. The three sixty deal is a deal where the record company they make a portion of everything that you sell, which includes merchandising, tours. They get a little piece of everything, including your record. They, not only your record sales, but they get a portion of merchandising, concert tours. Um, anything called commercials, like if you get endorsement deals. So you sign this deal, and the, the idea is that if you get a, you, if because your record and the the fact that they are promoting you as an entity, they're making you available to make the rest of this money, so they get a portion of that money as well. And that's a very popular contract in the record industry right now. A record contract is one of the worst things you could ever sign in your life. You just have to, you have to, you have to have the right <laughs> contract. And I remember doing research and interviewing people for the documentary, The Message. Yeah. Um, this is something that, that came up quite a bit. And we were talk, we talked to um, Blue, who was actually a partner of Chris Lighty. We talked to a bunch of people who, who like really broke it down for us. And one of the toughest parts was there was a part where uh, uh what's the kid the, the the white guy that signed with bad boy what's his name oh damn whatever this kid's name is and he like he's talked about how we talked we talked to we talked to everybody about their deals and he was like and the whole thing he said was like oh i'm not signed to a 360 deal i'm signed to my company and my company signed to a 360 deal and i remember we all sat in the edit room watching it we were like this effing idiot that means that they own a portion of your whole company. They own everything, and like he didn't, he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting. I mean, there was a debate on whether or not we were going to include it in the in the in the documentary. We were like, can we? Like, do we do that? Because like people who knew the knew the business, people who saw it, they all had the same reaction. Like, you not only signed yourself, but you signed your company, so they get a portion of your company in perpetuity. That's forever a portion of anything your company makes. So Whoa. if you're in a movie, and he's been in movies, you're in a movie, they get a portion of that too. So Damn. that's why he's, yeah, exactly. So that's why he's saying, y'all still signing deals. Still? Right. <laughs> After all they've been sold, for real? I, what they done done now, Lauren Hill. I'm telling, we're not going to have time really to get to this, but when I was watching that, the second part of the Dr. Dre uh, HBO that documentary with him and Jimmy Iovine I, I thought it was interesting that Dre's sort of big claim to fame I mean when he started getting the accolades as a producer was with the chronic and really it wasn't even samples he just ripped off George Clinton <laughs> Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic to n- just ripped him off 
And I was talking about this with West Coast Dre, and then I was like, went back and I was listening to some Parliament Glory Holla Stupid. That is some of the most incredible music mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they were doing all those drugs and got <laughs> that stuff as precise as mm-hmm. what I mean. It's it's incredible. If you're and not dropping up, it on the one. Oh my god! If you're not up on your Parliament Funkadelic, um, you need to get up on it because it's incredible. Yeah, it is absolutely really incredible. incredible. But this dude got ripped off. He he doesn't own sh- really. If if I wanted to make a rap song today and sample flashlight, I'd be paying some some German mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, George Clinton mm-hmm. wouldn't get a dime. And I know he's been in court fighting and this and that and you know however it goes. But he's never going to get the monetary uh, compensation that he should i just hope that he gets the artistic accolades that's what i want to see the documentary on him i want to see some of those that studio footage of them recording this music because it it is absolutely incredible and so far Mm -hmm. ahead of its time and for dr dre to come in and make my shit the chronic i want to get <laughs> fucked up like you just ripped it off dre day uh snoop yeah. what's my name i mean your entire catalog is just bitten ripped off and stolen but you're on man, that was HBO. a lot of early hip-hop man that was a lot of early hip-hop those were the wild wild west days and if you look at the shadiness of the industry people didn't own their publishing rights yeah they didn't own their masters yeah and so once they spoke those words into a microphone and they were recorded, it didn't belong to them anymore. It belonged to whoever had the publishing rights. Yeah. Um, and so when you hear about people like Ray Charles getting his masters back in the day, it was just extraordinary because it was so rare. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of people. It's like it's like an, an, this is really a core function of capitalism. You'll let someone make tens of thousands if you can make hundreds you'll let someone make hundreds if you can make millions and that's what they did you know that's what they did that was the model and if you didn't get rich you weren't trying and the thing that really had to happen was that hip-hop had to smarten up and so you see guys that were you know establishing publishing companies doing their own production. You notice what happened with producers like Timbaland and Q-Tip and others. They started learning instruments and playing instruments and bringing people into the studio so they could have live music in the studio when they were recording so they wouldn't have to pay anyone else. They wouldn't have to do the sample players. They were trying to do as much in-house as they could so that they could reduce their costs and increase their profit margins. Yeah. They were trying to be owners. And, you know, Jay is reminding people of it like, yo, um, if you're going to be in this professionally, you need to understand not just the ins and outs of lyricism and production, but you need to know the business or you're going to get taken to the cleaners. Yeah. I remember the far side had a line on uh, one of their songs. It was a chorus. 
Every time I step to the microphone, I put my soul on two-inch reels that I don't even own. Right. Mm. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I know I got off on a bit, but, man, that George Clinton, he's still alive, if anybody's wondering. He's still alive. I saw him at a book signing not too long ago. He looked zooted out of his mind, but he signed my book and kind of... He's still performing. Yeah. So, if you get a chance to catch him, catch him. Get up on your Parliament P-Funk catalog. We got Why two more. I, I actually heard an interesting tidbit okay. this week about <clears throat> Parliament. That in back in the day, they said they were, you know, of course, they were doing a lot of drugs. He, but he said that they recorded their own version of Sgt. Pepper's, uh, Sergeant Pepper, the Sgt. Pepper album. The Beatles, they, they recorded the entire album. A parliament version of the entire album. Wow. You got it? No, they they no, they had they they recorded it, but I think he in the in the interview he said something like it's around it's in, it's in a tape somewhere. Like it's wow, in a vault. That it's in is a vault. Insane. It's in a vault somewhere. A vault. So they did the whole Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club band, whatever. That is like, insane. Think but I'm like, what does that sound like? An entire version of like a parliament version of a Beatles album? Crazy. I've never heard the Beatles version, but I would listen to the Parliament version. Listen to the Beatles. If you listen to the Beatles version, you will want to hear the Parliament. Like, I, since I heard that, I was like, I would want to love to hear the Parliament version of that. That's cool. That album is crazy. It's just going to, is it going to be a battle over his estate? And it's oh, going to sure. be ugly when he, I'm sure. when he passes. And it's just, sure. it's a shame. But. And then people are going to find out how dope they were because all their music will go back to number one on the charts. Yeah. Because I mean, nothing it, moves units like death. You can pick any. I know people know Flashlight and Atomic Dog, but their catalog is deep. And if you just any random, uh, Aqua beef, Buggy. Oh my goodness! Me deep to the black hole. Yeah, we could. <laughs> that's a whole Star other child. The mothership connection. That's, that's a whole other podcast. It, it is. It is. <laughs> we got two more songs on four forty four. So I'm gonna jump into Marcy Me, and then. Uh, Legacy. So here goes Marcy Me. Yeah. Live from Bedford's Harvest, son. The liveest one representing BK to the fullest. Bastard ducking when hope be bucking. Chicken heads be clucking. Uh. Back when Ratchet was a ratchet and the vixen was a vixen and Jim Master J was a lob. Uh. I was mixing, cooking coke in the kitchen back when Robin was a piston. Mike was losing to Isaiah, but he soon will get his sixth one. Gave birth to my verbal imagination. Assume a virtue if you have not. Or better yet, here's a verse from Hamlet. Lord, we know who we are, yet we know not what we may be. So maybe I'm the one, or maybe I'm crazy. I'm from Marcy Houses, where the boys died by the thousand. Back when Pam was on Martin, yeah, that's where it all started. When Dizel was blotting carpet, I'll pack up. Nine millimeter when Slick Rick made Mona Lisa When Lisa Bonet was Beyonce of a day I had divas, y'all Think I just popped up in this bitch like a fetus, nah Pregnant pause Give you some second thoughts It's room on the bandwagon, don't abort Marcy Me Marcy Me Streets is my arteries Vein of my existence, I'm the Gotham City heartbeat I started in lobbies now Polly with Saudis, I'm a Sufi to Goofies, I could probably speak Farsi, that's poetry, reek a coca leaf from my past, came through the bushes smelling like roses, I need a trophy just for that, old Brooklyn, not this new shit, shit feel like a spoof, fat laces in your shoe, I'm talking busting off the roof, 
Hold a Uzi vertical. Let the thing smoke. Y'all flirting with death. I be winking through the scope. Shout out to all the murderers turned murals. Plural. Fuck the federal bureau. Shout out to Nostranad, flushing that Myrtle. All the county of kings, may your ground stay fertile. Shout out to Big Papa, Daddy Kane, heroes. Thus concluding my concerto. Marcy me. Must be in the air. jump right into legacy and then we'll talk about them both right after this daddy what's a will Take those monies and spread across families My sister Hattie and Lou, the nephews, cousins and TT Eric, the rest of B for whatever she wants to do She might start an institute, she might put poor kids in school My stake in Rock Nation should go to you Leave a piece for your siblings to give to their children too Title the champagne, do say I'd like to see A nice peace fund ideas for people who look like we We gon' start a society within society That's major, just like the Negro League There was a time America wouldn't let us ball. Those times are now back. It's now called Afrotech. Generational wealth, that's the key. My parents ain't half shit, so that shift started with me. My mom took her money, she bought me bonds. That was the sweetest thing of all time, uh. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence, baby, you gon' let them see. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellency, baby, let them see. I remember like listening to Wu-Tang And he's like Yo C, marry his C, marry my C That's how we keep Carter money all in the family You see my father, son of a preacher man Whose daughter couldn't escape the reach of the preacher's hand That charge of energy set all the Carters back It took all these years to get to zero in fact I hated religion cause here was this Christian He was preaching on Sundays versus how he was living Monday Someday I forgive him cause strangely our division Like the multiple religion I study Muslim, Buddhists and Christians And I was running from him but he was giving me wisdom See how the universe works It takes my hurt and help me find more of myself Skipping the curse That's called the Red Queen's race You run this hard just to stay in place Keep up the pace, baby keep up the pace You run this hard just to stay in place. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence, you gon' let them see. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellency, baby, let them see. Someday, someday, someday. 
my man went. Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder, Donnie Hathaway. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I still. I meanwhile, I'm over here. I still hear Fifty Cent clowning. Like, yo, what is this? Literary references through the Looking Glass? We're doing Alice in Wonderland now. He had a Hamlet verse, right? Like, like, like he dropped a Hamlet verse in a rec- in a rap song. This album has prerequisites. You you need to have taken previous <laughs> classes to be able to listen to be able to listen to this album. So if you don't have certain classes in your profile, you cannot enroll in this listening course. Yeah, it's deep, man. I mean, just I, I now, don't know what to say. Like, who who is this? Well, the Marcy Me track is interesting, right? Because um, I was just up in in New York a couple of weeks ago. We did a family vacation. You know, drove up from the Carolinas, stopped in the D.C. area. Shout out to the D.M.V. And then we headed up to New York and stayed there for a week. Um, my wife's best friend, you know, who's a Syracuse alum, who was on my year, she stays in Bed Stuy. And you know, weird conversations, right? Like, you know, we come through, we're by Marcus Garvey houses and all that stuff. But then the day of my daughter's birthday, her husband goes out and gets you know cupcakes like fresh you know made cupcakes and they were like yeah there's this dope spot on cupcake spot on malcolm x boulevard these are things i never thought i would hear in the same sentence yeah there's a dope cupcake spot on malcolm x boulevard and so when he's talking about marcy that marcy is gone yeah you know like even in the areas around these housing projects like like the hottest neighborhood in brooklyn right now is, is Fort Green. And I yeah. remember when Fort Green, like if you would go shopping at the Albee Square Mall, you had to dip to the train real quick. Real, real you know, quick. Dudes would come from the Fort Green houses and make you run your stuff. Haitian Jack. <clears throat> right. They would make you run your stuff. Like, oh yeah, um, you know, some nice stuff you got here. Run that. And so he's talking about a place and a time that doesn't exist anymore. Now, New York, you can still get God. Don't get it twisted. But those neighborhoods have changed. They've, they've, they've changed completely. It's, it was while walking down the street and seeing the United Colors of Benetton walking around Brooklyn mm. and <clears throat> people jogging at like midnight and nothing's happening to them and they're not running from something. Like you, you're running at midnight. Something's <laughs> going down. Right, right. So, you know, so yeah, there's still violence in the city and things like that, but nothing like the 80s or 90s, the time that he's talking about on Marcy Me. So those things may have made him, but it's that's not Brooklyn for this rising group of kids anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because at the end, there's a, because uh, I was <clears throat> looking at some of the information about that song. And just speaking on the production of how I don't know if we were talking about it before the out before the podcast started or during the fact that No ID produced it in this sort of a um, it doesn't sound disjointed like there were a couple of different super producers coming in it has a, a cohesive feel and on that Marcy Me song um, there was a Portuguese song that was sampled. And it came out in the 70s. And one of the uh, guys who was in the group, they asked him about it and said he was amazed when he found out they wanted to use the theme 
in the song. He still doesn't understand how they, in New York, discovered a song released in, released here as a single in 1970 in Portugal. Crazy. Um, Crazy. And he basically said that, uh, I think this is the first time a sample of ours is used on this level. Jay-Z is, a famous, is famous worldwide. The request got here at SPA, which is the uh, Portuguese uh, authority that w- clears the uh, sample about six weeks ago and we authorized it right away we negotiate <laughs> negotiated an appealing percentage and we got a symbolic sum um but it just goes to show that you mentioned that yeah this is a throwback in the sense of all the samples and yeah. a lot of artists mm-hmm. don't have the the juice <laughs> the capital mm-hmm. the collateral to be able to pay the money because hey i want that obscure portuguese sample from the 70s all right sure i mean or or i mean it, that's not gonna run you as much bank as say using the osley brothers for i like myself when you're a kindred well true yeah true you know but they could put up a million to the osley brothers knowing what the payout's gonna be on the other end but a lot of people don't have that kind of bank this is just some digging in the crate stuff like like i think about the people who came up around musical families who were listening to all different types of things. And so the, their children who were creating hip hop were digging through their records and looking for stuff with good beats. Like I was sitting, I was riding in the car the other day and I'm listening to um, the Rolling Stones, Miss You. And there's a line where he says, you know, what's the matter with you, boy? And Q-Tip uses that oh, yeah. on people's instinctive travels. And it's like, yo, they were listening to your big the Rolling Stones. Your nincompoop? Right. What's the matter with your boy? Right. They were listening to the Rolling Stones. They were doing listening to stuff like Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah. And so, yeah, somebody's mom or dad might have had some record tucked somewhere, and they were listening to it, and they had one dope beat, and they're like, yo, we can isolate that and do this, or they had one crazy thing. Like, like I look at what Tribe did with um, Minnie Ripperton. Oh, yeah. And when you look at lyrics to go, they they sampled her voice. It's one note. Yeah. It's one note through the entire song, right? Yeah. So that's like deep, deep sampling. You know, it's <clears throat> it's lazy sometimes when you just do what Dre may have done with the Parliament Funkadelic, where you're not really changing that much, right? Um, it's next level when you dig deeper. Uh, Robert Glasper had a really dope piece that he did breaking down Pete Rock and Jay Dilla samples of Amal, um, Amal Jamal's music as a, as a jazz musician. Yeah. And the stuff that they found, man, it, it seems so tiny in the vastness of the actual track. Right. But then they took it and did something more creative with it. And that's when sampling just really gets dope. Yeah, yeah you know, Dilla, that's sampling Dilla, at its best. Yeah, Dilla would take notes and then replay like he would take a note he would take notes from a record and then replay the notes into a different melody it's it's crazy how he used to do it right i saw i saw one of his patterns chopped up and it looked like it was like chinese like death of a thousand cuts and i was like it's like all that comes from one record and he would replay the entire record the notes from one song into and made it a different record it's like it's incredible. 
yeah, I would really encourage people to watch what Robert Glasper did because the thing that was neat about the video, it's a short video, and they give you a visual representation of what Andre is talking about where they lift the original bars from the track and show how they might be rearranged or changed right. and then inserted into the new track and they would play them alongside one another so you could really hear it. Like, you know, a little subtle piano riff, like doom, doom, doom. Doom, right. doom, and that becomes the world is yours mm. and it's one little riff <laughs> in a big song yeah but yeah that's next level sampling so yeah i'm it's pretty dope that they were able to um you know for these portuguese or brazilian artists to have the come up where you know you're just chilling and out of the blue yeah and jay-z wants to use one of your tracks right it's kind of it kind of reminds me of will i am um uh, the Full Force was doing an interview on like Sirius XM and they were talking about getting that call when Will I Am wanted to use something that they made. And when they talked about that payday, they were like, Yeah, he can use anything he wants to use from us. <laughs> Great. Man. Well, I mean on that note, when I did the uh the Fife retrospective and I wanted to pull out the original songs that uh the tribe that Q tip sampled. I mean, I'm listening to some of these like acid jazz, especially for the stuff on low mm -hmm. end. And it's just yeah. like obscure, weird sounds. And I'm listening to it and the song's like 10, 11 minutes long. And then like <laughs> eight and a half minutes in, I hear like those few notes and I'm like, oh shit. And that's it. But dude, that's this cool. still happens to me, man. Like I was listening to, um, like this is one night the kitties were in bed, the wife was asleep. I had stuff to grave. I turn on the jazz channel on direct TV and track comes on about Thelonious Monk. And the first couple of bars of the track, it goes boom, boom, ba doom, boom, 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 ba doom, boom, 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 ba doom, boom. And then it just shoots off into something else. Right. That was what your man DJ Premier used for Jay Rue's verse on I'm the Man. Yeah. And he looped it. And I had never heard it before on its own. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I go to my phone, I pull it up on YouTube, and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. So this is still happening to me as a grown man, mature hip hop fan, where you're finding the originals to classic hip hop tracks. And it just helps you to appreciate the work of the original artist, but also how the hip hop producer came along and did something to make it better, to extend its life. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And when you get, like you said, when you get lazy like Dre and you just replay the song and put in some dirty words, that's not, that's not it. But yeah, I, uh, I got to give, after that project, I came away with profoundly more respect for Q-Tip's ear, uh, mm -hmm. than, than I had in the past, but uh, just on and he's since become a more extraordinary musician as someone who studied musicology and learned how to play different instruments. Like yeah. he's a straight up musician now. Yeah, I still have his Kamal the Abstract album in my in my weirdo folder, along with uh, <laughs> the album from uh, Lady Mecca. But but no, just on a quick note, there was a music festival out here in L.A over the weekend, the FYF Fest or FY Fest, whatever. And mm -hmm. Tribe was on the bill and they performed 
and it was uh, Consequence and Jerobi in place of Fife, which I don't really consider legit, uh, you know, tribe. But the point of the it all was that when I was going back looking at some of the videos, um, Q-Tip made a statement and seemed to say that this was the last tribe performance. I don't know if he meant in LA or if he meant period, uh, because it's, it's clearly and obviously just not the same without Fife and it's just, it's just not. So there was a segment where he played, um, one of Fife's verses and they only played, they played it acapella. And so somebody in the crowd's like, uh, shooting the video. And so, of course, I know all the lyrics. So I'm singing the lyrics. And then I said, let me see. And so I stopped running my mouth. And I listen. <laughs> I don't hear anybody in the crowd saying the lyrics. I'm like, these motherfuckers. They, they, boo. <laughs> boo. So I'm just going to play. It's only about 30 seconds long. It was uh, what Q-Tip had to say this festival. I think this is it. Let me see right here. This is our final performance here in LA. Let's try it, obviously, because Fight Dog, our anchor, has been called to another mission, you know what I mean? So we had to come to LA and do one proper one for y'all. So we appreciate y'all being good sports. And if you go online, you might find uh, he, he's talking a little a little longer. But um, now I hope he doesn't go to every city and like Portland. We had to just do this one more time for you because Chicago, we had to do this one more time for you. That's what, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like they're doing their last tour. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the last L.A. show ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might it, be like the last LA. It, so he's like, this is it. This is your last LA. This, this is all you get. It should be. And there's a precedent not. for this, though. There's a precedent. Like, the, the thing that immediately comes to mind for me are the Beastie Boys. And the Beastie Boys were, like, back in June of 2014, they said that they wouldn't perform anymore out of respect for MCA. Yeah. Like, a part of them died when he died. Yeah. Especially the way the they awkward, rap. Yeah, right. And, and that's old school hip hop, right? The right. interplay. The interplay. Yeah, yeah the Especially interplay between the that. MCs. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, you lose you lose that. Um, you're out of balance. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I would believe them if they say that this is the final tour. Yeah. And it should be because I understand Jerobi's importance to the group, but I don't want to hear him in place of Fife. I don't want to hear Consequence at all sorry I just don't it's it's a moment it's in in time it's gone it's past and if you weren't fortunate enough to catch them in person at least you have the music to keep you company but I don't want to see any fake tribe uh I don't want to see any NWA I don't want to see Freddie Fox rapping in place of Guru I don't want to see etc etc so hey, so so JC, do you want to see Cardi B? Does he know who Cardi B is? No, 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 no. no. I JC know who Cardi, who Cardi B is. 
I want to see Cardi B. I don't want to hear Cardi B. <laughs> you see Cardi B, man? Do you know that? <laughs> After all this conversation, right, you're about, about to get me in trouble. From toxic masculinity, I, I no, no. Like, my toxic masculinity, right? I backsliding. I, no, I apologize. I, I had to bring it up because you know. Jay, Jay likes to throw them shots, but I saw on Instagram you liked a couple Cardi Cardi B like videos or pictures or something. I like more than a couple, but <laughs> see, this podcast got me in trouble because um, I had somebody bring up to me, "Oh, well, you know, maybe you like me a little better if I was salt." I hear you love salt so much. I was like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" I heard in episode number four, "I love you, salt." Talking about you were watching Shoop with the music off. You ain't shit. Wow. I was like, oh, damn, damn, damn. Told on yourself. I did. I did. But, you know, I've got to uh, own up to it. Own up to so it. So, no, bo- no Bodak Yellow for you? Nah. Meanwhile, we're going to oh. leave. He know all the words. He making up <laughs> routines to dance. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be in my next mix. Yeah. All right. Well, um,. So, yeah, Jay-Z, you did the damn thing. Finally, it only took 20-something years, but uh, finally, you made the album. <laughs> you you <laughs> the made Dre's Jay-Z been trying happy. to tell me you could make. <laughs> you had the potential to make, and you, you did it. I mean, it's, out, it's outstanding, and there's no, you know, all kidding aside, this is definitely one of the best hip-hop albums I've heard in the past several years. So, hey. All right, so, um, we still haven't gotten around to working out the details and the rules for the battle log, so that's going to have to happen in the future. I appreciate uh, you all clearing your schedules, and I know school is looming back on the horizon for me and for AB. Um... And we don't know what industry industry event uh, Black Cloud might be at. Just I'll casually mentioned he ran into, you know, we're also having a conversation on Twitter while we're recording. Oh, no. He's like, yeah, you know, I just ran into Bart Scott. Can't wait. Was, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I just saw him on the street. It's New York. I was mm-hmm. walking down the street, saw Bart Scott yesterday. I thought, mm-hmm. actually thought of Melvin. I thought of Melly Mel. And I saw him. Wow. Our good brother, Melly Mel. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, not Melly Mel the MC, but Melly Mel from Mel- the Keeps. Yeah, Melvin. Yes, Melvin. Yeah, shout out, shout Mr. out. I gotta Mason. get you. I gotta get you in here. The happily married yeah. Melvin Mason. Big the, ha- the, the very happily married Mr. Mason. Right. I'm the last. I'm the last of the Mohicans, and uh, if I don't, if I don't heed that Jay Z advice, shit, <laughs> I'm gonna die on my sword. You don't want to be 65, 55 in the club. In the old club. Dude in the club. Nah. Talking about shoot. Nah, nah. <laughs> I got somebody who's she's she gives me a hard time about the shoop and all that nonsense, but you know, working things out. I'm trying to be better, but uh, good, good. So, um, yeah, we'll try to squeeze. I'm sure we'll squeeze one in uh, before before we uh, rendezvous up at the queues in September. Yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah, we should do one up there. We should do one up there. Everybody would, in the same room. That would be basically dope. like take it to W E R W. Yo. <laughs> all right. I think all we right. should do that. We got a plan. <laughs> we might oh, have a no, real, real quick before we jet, man. RIP to Chris Bennington. 
frontman Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah, we had that discussion before we went on, and me, I don't know who he is. I mean, I'd heard of Lincoln Park, but these two put me on to like I had some tracks that he'd done, one with the Executioners that I will probably throw in here on the outro. Um, and apparently, Lincoln Park hip hop influenced or something. You tell me, because I don't know anything about him other than I've never listened to him. Well. It's like if you look at how their music would get classified, right? You know, the, the knee jerk is to call it alternative or, you know, alternative metal or alternative rock. But you could certainly hear the way that hip hop influenced his style because, you know, he would sing, but he would also rock. Like he would rock out hard when they were doing the hook or the chorus. But a lot of times he delivered his lyrics with the hip hop flow. And here's the thing. He had respect within the hip hop community. And you look at the people with whom they were able to collaborate as a group. Yeah, they were doing stuff with the executioners. Like the executioners had this whole project, man, where they put out some like like hip hop rock heavy tracks. And there was a track they did with MOP. There was a track they did with Linkin Park. You know, Jay-Z collaborated with them on an album. And so, you know, this is a dude, man, who a lot of black kids came up listening to his music and listening to him in particular, he, he being a big part of why they were attracted to the group. So yeah, man, um, you know, there are black kids who paint their fingernails black and listen to rock and listen to grunge and they can go, you know, toe to toe with Nirvana lyrics. They could get down on Lincoln Park. And, you know, he's someone who went through a lot in his short life um, down under some awful circumstances and it's just another reminder man um, people sometimes need help and the signs are there and we ignore them uh, we have to be better for the people who are around us and who love us and we gotta take better care of each other indeed yeah and speaking of the execution as always shout out and rest in peace Rock Raider wow and also Fresh Kid Ice from yes. uh, yeah. Two Live Crew. Two Live Crew, yeah. Another, another of those groups, it, they were pioneering. I was never a fan of theirs, but I can still appreciate their contributions uh, to the music. Prevailed before the Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah. Band in the USA. <laughs> I, and I know you would appreciate them in those Sean parties when we would get to that Florida bass music mix. I appreciate it every time. <laughs> but 150 beats per minute. <laughs> Dude, that was your cardio workout for the night. They throw on a two live crew, throwing some 69 boys. Yeah. <laughs> Hit you with the Quad City DJs. People would be sweating and and it was such it was such a such a trap, man, because you get in a party and sweat it out in the in the in the Shine Student Center and then you gotta go out into the brick cold of the frigid upstate New York winter. All wet and pores open. <laughs> oh man. 
Those were the days. Those were the days. So, well, all right. I appreciate you all staying up late. We got this Jay-Z. I thought it was going to be short. I thought we'd get to all kinds of other things, but clocking in at about two hours and 40 minutes. What? Jeez. Whoa. Yeah. Jay. But, dude, it was it's heavy, man. It's, it's heavy. Wow. It's consequential. It's something that people need to chew and reflect on. So It's monumental. And this, yeah, what we do, we're like, uh, this podcast, this is artistry. We drop when we've got something to say. And when we've got something to say, you need to listen. We're not dropping every Tuesday just because, because nobody's paying me. But if somebody wants to pay me, I'll drop every Tuesday. I'll drop Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, you want to make us contributors and we will gladly yeah. work our schedules to make it a priority. Right. Give you guys some residual checks and give you some points. <laughs> we'll get, I'll give you guys I'll give you guys a 360 deal. You gonna sign a 360. Hey, we got children 360. to put through college, so if y'all trying to make us uh y'all trying to help us get some bread, then we'll be more regular. We will respond to the demands of the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, I have a daughter starting college in September. Well, Ooh. August, actually. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, brother. Yeah, my pocket. <laughs> hey. Right? All I can hope is that it's a good public. Man. All it's right, actually, it's University of Delaware. It's private. Hey. Ooh. Yeah. Great school, but ooh. Yeah. Damn. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If, you, if you're still listening. Well, there's, you made it through a marathon. They're still listening because I get people who hit me up with very obscure things, and and like I know someone. Goose. Oh my goodness! I'll tell you this: my my girl, she buys this uh, Crest um, toothpaste, and it's some special uh, variation, and it's called Glamorous Whites. And so every so time I, like I go in there, uses. every time I go in there to brush my teeth, I go, oh, oh we got it. The glamorous whites. Oh, nice. <laughs> so nice. 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 <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> and you totally stealing that. And you I'm got stealing me like it that. back. <laughs> With your kid talking about Everybody is a square. Dude, man, that was his first practical joke, and he will still run that. <laughs> oh, man. Was, was just two years old at the time. Now he's 2.58. <laughs> wow. That's funny. <laughs> nice. All right, y'all. Well, thank you, and uh, get some rest and think about the battle log, because we've got to set these rules. I already secured yeah. the... Uh, domain names and all that so once we get the yeah, rules the man just put a new entry in it might change his Ooh. status it just might it really might so jigga yeah Jigga. Uh-huh. excuse me excuse me sean carter because jay-z is dead and make sure you go to at andre cole on instagram and look at that picture <laughs> Wait, well on twitter it's my now it's my it's my abby on twitter it's oh my really on twitter. and why not abby keep looking for those pictures of al sharpton with the selfie oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what was he thinking he thought he looked good oh and man Twitter roasted him hey oh man it's red, probably red. some old black church ladies you know you know 
Al with that toxic masculinity. <laughs> Dude, man, he need to <laughs> run away from the old church ladies. Al married. Oh, it, oh yeah. No, no. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought Al got Al got a little young lady now. You better check out. Look up Al. Look up. Yeah, Al right come now. a long way from Sergio Tacchini jumpsuits and <laughs> big medallions. <laughs> right. Google Google Al Sharpton and young oh. lady, and you'll see. Mm. Mm. I googled Al Sharpton and it came up with Al Sharpton selfie and I couldn't get past it. <laughs> that was uh, please. Al Sharpton. Oh lord. Oh man, Google. The Silent Parade is their um what do you call it? The uh Google Doodle. Yeah. Um. Silent Parade. Starting at 5th Avenue and 57th Street was a march between 8,000 and 10,000 African Americans on July 28, 1917 in New York City. Purpose of the parade was to protest murders, lynchings, and other anti-black violence. Shit, we need one of those right now. Wait, wait, you said 5th Avenue and West Street? 5th Avenue and 57th Street. Wow, that's right near Trump Tower. Yeah, that was organized by W.E.B. Du Bois 100 years ago. Wow. And wow. here we are. Back still. Whew, still. Man. Still. All right. Well, as you said, you know, we stay angry. That's the trick. Got a right to be hostile. My people are being people persecuted. Being persecuted. Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. I'll catch y'all later. Peace. Peace. From emotional stress with special effects In a distorted collage Carefully lies between beats of a rhythmic barrage It's going down The logical progression on the timeline The separation narrowed down to a fine line To blur the edges so they blend together properly Take you on an audible odyssey Now it's going down A logical progression on the timeline The separation narrowed down to a fine line To blur the edges so they blend together properly Take you on an audible odyssey Now it's going down Put it out for the world to see LP and X-Men did the 10th degree what we melt down the wax in your record decree Put it out for the world to see LP and X-Men did the 10th degree Nobody in the world is safe When we melt down the wax in your record decree Once again it is composed sentences
senses altogether venomous the four elements of natural force projected daily through the sound of the source everybody on board as we blend the sword with the pen the mightiest of weapons swinging right for the chin to elevate mental states long gone with the wind to defend men from shoddy imitation pretends it's going down style assimilation readily trekking through the weaponry of a pure pedigree cleverly seeing through whatever is ahead of me whatever the weather be we advance steadily it's going down subterrestrial hot around regiment is calling the shots execution of collaborative plots ready to bring the separation of style to a stop it's going down a logical progression on the timeline the separation narrowed down to a fine line to blur the edges so they blend together properly taking one and out of a lot of see now it's going down put it out for the world to see lp and x-men to the 10th degree nobody in the world is safe when we knock down the wax in your record degree put it out for the world to see lp and x-men to the 10th degree nobody in the world is safe when we knock down the wax in your record degree x-men about to blast off worldwide x-men about to blast off worldwide Knock down the wax in your record creep Put it out for the world to see LP 